find yourself asking, what's really going on? And what, what don't they want us to know? I'm like, you know, roller skates or something. Yeah, that'll help. <laughs> that'll be my solution. Keep them on edge. Oh, do you reckon if we both had different countries and yeah. we went to war with each other, who do you think would win? Genuinely can't say that that's a bad thing because some of the people that get to the top of where they are have that. Like there's yeah. a metal band, there's alpacas. <laughs> you know, when you label yourself a victim and play the victim, you foster the game. Now you have a guest, Jeremy Cowley. Crowley. Yeah, that, no, you can call me whatever you want, my friend. Uh, yeah, Jeremy Cowley. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> I'm calling you daddy. We'll, we'll, we'll start with your pronouns. <laughs> it. I was telling someone the other day, like, if we if we push ahead with this pronoun shit, mine's going to be da D or pa P. Yeah. Pa and pa P. <laughs> or just P. It'd be very fair. Like, yeah. It's just easier that way. Yeah. Um, Thanks for having me on. It's been awesome. Yeah, no, nah, we, um, we came on your podcast and... <sighs> That was an absolute cracker last it was time. A, it was a loose one. It's been it's it's sitting in a long one too. <laughs> yeah, well, it's sitting in our vault. We're just waiting for the time. We, I didn't think it had been released. No, no, we were going to release it for Christmas. We decided that we were going to release it on Christmas because like people go, "Oh, we're so excited for your Christmas one." Not this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like we've got one like that in the chamber as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, the last one we did when um, Reese come down. All oh, right, and yeah. um, a bit loose. It was the first time one of us had. Smoke the devil's cabbage. <gasps> and I'm going to do what Sony did. Was it Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, it was just like, I don't know. I'd have to re-listen to it to know if the podcast is I, I was in the room, but I wasn't present. <laughs> like, that's pretty much most podcasts, though, isn't it? With you? Yeah. <laughs> like, the lights are on. <laughs> there's a, and there's like a, there's a bit of demand to release that one, because we were like... Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, there's so. high demand for this one, too, because like people who obviously follow the page know, know Swanee, and so they're like, oh, we tell them, oh, yeah, it was a bit loose. We got whiskey and those cigars. And they're like, oh, release it. I'm like, oh, good Lord. Went for three hours. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, any, yeah, went through two bottles of whiskey. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a whole cigar with all of it. That's a cracker. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't yeah. even know if it was. It's relevant now. Oh, good lord, no! But it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was sweet. Um, do you want to do like a little self introduction, big dog? Um, yeah. So Jeremy, I'm uh, from originally from Perth, WA. Um, yeah, I spent a lot of my youth working overseas in oil rigs, mm-hmm. um, in shipbuilding. I lived in Korea for a long time, and then. Um, Azerbaijan for a bit and then Singapore and then obviously came back to Australia studied um, and then obviously moved to Orange after I finished my studies and now I own a business or a company uh, called Echo Inspections both uh, here in uh, Orange and in Canberra we look after kind of we're, we're kind of like a, an inspection company for fabrication, steelwork, documentation. Everything goes around projects. We look into it. It's kind of a nitty-gritty, very small niche market, which mm. we've found and, and grown that way. So that's why, that's why I'm here in, uh, in Orange. Yeah. So was that born out of frustration for not having that service available? Or? No, it was, I came over and worked for a company here in Orange. They brought me over as soon as I finished my studies and then... Um, I just, I kind of got to a point where I grew so much in the company and I grew the company so much, they never saw the potential to go further. They didn't want to invest because they're more of a a rebuild company for heavy machinery and things like that. So we just kind of parted ways and um, I grew it on, mainly on necessity. I didn't want to go back working offshore. Offshore was was a great thing when you're younger, but like at that that stage I'd been married and I was... um, 
kind of looking to not do 28 days on 28 days off which is what yeah. which is what the thing was and fucking hell uh, oh look it's it sounds a lot but it's it's the best work life you'll ever have 28 and 28 is is fantastic it sounds like but it's it's good but um i didn't want to do that now that i'm separated i should have gone and done that but uh <laughs> now, uh it, it was born out of that i wanted just to keep building and thriving and also i wanted to get to a point where i didn't have to work that much so like even now it's like a very rare thing that i go to work very much most of the time it's podcasts and dirt bikes really that's sick yeah <laughs> it doesn't sound like a shabby lifestyle <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's tough man yeah. it's tough but yeah so that was kind of why it was it was born the company was born that way yeah, sick. and that your like university study is what qualifies you to do that job no not definitely really? not at all yeah, no, really. no no mine is all, all metal fabrication steel based yeah everything i've learned from from business is just being surrounded when I was younger with really influential business owners like my, the company I came back to when I worked for Australia started off with six guys and now it's owned by GE Global like one of the biggest oil and gas kind of employer employees in the world mm, yeah, right. and like I was with Dennis for so long working side by side and did all these jobs with him overseas and, and traveling around that I was able to see how he was growing his business and I, that yeah, took cool. I took a lot of I'm, I'm quite good with being a sponge with, with that kind of stuff and I learned and then I came over here to Orange and I watched the company I worked for before here um, grow as well and, and I saw so many managers come in and out of their role because they've had so many issues with that kind of mm. you know cementing someone in the right place I was able to watch and, and learn from other managers how they worked and what worked and how it didn't work yeah, and, yeah, yeah. but then how to interact as well with, with high ups I, I think that's always the way I've seen it you can't always treat... <clears throat> you may meet a guy on the floor in the workshop. You can't treat him like shit because you'd never know where that guy's going to be in three years' time. Yeah. And you and I, we work at Newcrest or... Can we say that? Oh, I, I, I dabble out there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah you dabble. Yeah. I, I've dabbled. You meet a guy who's working as like a... I don't know, like a hoser or something, like just mm. under conveyor belts. And in eight months' time, he's now like a shutdown supervisor. Yeah, 100%. And it's crazy to see that sort of stuff. It's like, just it's just how good you are on your knees, really. Yeah, well, I've yeah. had I've had a mate that's like joined out there when he left school, and now he's over in Canada. Yeah, like doing some. Big so you just shit never know. And so that's also why, why one thing I've I've really focused on was making good, being always in a, in a good position. Like no matter how much the douchebag that guy is, I'll always still try and treat him with respect treat him mm. like as a regular human being no matter and it, it gets hard because they could be sexist they could be racist they could be whatever i don't engage with it but i'll just still treat him like a human being and, and it works well for business because in three years or five years we've been going you know now we've grown like 270 percent or something stupid because yeah, that's so, because people that we've met when i was working originally are now like supervisor or superintendent somewhere or like yeah, a major copy. project manager yeah. somewhere and then yeah. i've kept that relationship and when they were younger or like lower ranked down they would they probably didn't make many friends but like because we kept that relationship and that's the what's one thing i I'd kind of really push with with my employees is that i won't fire you and it's true i've never fired anyone and i I, to this day, I probably won't. You're going to fire yourself. Mm. You know, like you do something dumb, you're going to you're going to fire. It's not me. If you mm. if you are an asshole to a client, that client's not going to like you. So then that client's not going to want you on site. Yeah, hundred percent. So then I'm not firing you. Am I? Like the client's telling you to do on site. I don't have another job for you. Yeah, that's it. You're off. So you have to treat everybody equally. You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to 
kind of <clears throat> dive into their ideologies or their mm. beliefs. Just respect them for a person who pumps red blood around their body, and that's that's how we'll get through it. That's an easy way to fucking put it, I guess. It's a pretty re- relevant message in today's time yeah, as well. Absolutely. We all we all have different thoughts and beliefs, and yours is probably no more right than mine. But at the same mm. time, we cut ourselves, we bleed red. That's it. Yeah, hundred percent, man. We 100%. both need the air to breathe. We both need water to drink. And I think I learned most of that when I worked overseas. Because when I started <clears throat> really working was in South Korea, and I was the only white guy in a whole shipyard. And I learned what it was like to be the minority straight yeah. away. Yeah. Like this, I was like seventeen. Like my f- and like we were doing, so we do there. We do nine months swings. So like that's how long a D nine visa would go for in Korea. So we do twenty eight days on, two days off, and then back to twenty eight days. So like twelve hour days every oh. day. If you did it right, if you if you swung it right, you do twenty eight days, you do two days, and then you swap your other two days. You have four days off straight into another twenty eight. So it was it was hard, but that's what that's what Koreans. That's what like. Does that like, mean like you end up pumping like a 56 day out? Oh, yeah. 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 So like you would, but like Koreans work that. Like if you look in, in the stats, Korea is like one of the hardest working countries in the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and like yeah, there was like Koreans, Thais, Indonesians, Filipinos. Those guys work, right? Mm. They work like you'll never believe. And if I wanted to keep a job, I had to keep up with them. Yeah. Otherwise, I wasn't going to have a job. And so all of a sudden your mentality changes from, oh, no, I'm only going to do an eight-hour day and like straight into that. How'd you get into that at 17? So my dad, my dad, he's uh, he's quite high up um, with NOV, a company over there, National Oil Varco. He's, uh, he's quite high over there and he got me because I was a, just a dropkick loser at that age so he uh, <laughs> he was like no not my son <laughs> come here boy yeah come here fucker. Like, don't, don't drag the family name down yeah. so yeah he dragged me over there and, uh, and that's where I learned that's, that's, that's what I learned from my first ever job was doing 20 a day straight straight into it and, and learning that's you're effective. a minority is, is also the best way to go because I could sit there and hate on everyone around me or like give them disrespect but like I had to earn that to it like and I'm not going to say this in a, in a racist way I hope but like majority of the time when you try to go to a workplace and an Asian comes into a workplace they have to prove themselves to the white guys because the white guys are just like oh you're just Asian like fuck it don't worry about it I had to prove that I was good enough to an Asian you know yeah. what I'm saying like yeah, I'm white and they already have that aspect that white guys are lazy like I'm yeah. going to say it out there like they have that on us yeah it's probably a pretty fair assumption yeah as well if you think fair. of what they do and have to work for like they just work that's like they live away from home and just work their asses off to give money back home yeah so I went over there and I had to prove that I wasn't a lazy white guy yeah yeah 100% and that's just and so then that's when I learned just to respect everyone because they they did that for me yeah 100% so how long did you spend over in Korea until you came back three visas so like three years yeah right yeah three years working 56 yeah, yeah, just 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 kept going. It set me up. Yeah, oh fucking with that. It set me up and, and taught me a lot. So I think that was that was the main thing. Yeah, that's sick, man. Yeah. So that's okay. uh, I guess that's where that's this mentality and this work kind of mentality has come. Yeah, it's been a lot. Yeah, I think the hardest part of everything was was kind of getting to age about 28, 20, 27, 28 and realizing that I couldn't make people work that over here if that makes sense so when I started a company yeah. and I'm st- I, st- I got back into that mode and I was back into like working long days like just smashing days out when you start employing people I can't expect them to have that same passion to do it so yeah. that was probably the hardest thing I've had to find so far 
So, 100%. Yeah. When you came, what were you studying at um, uni? Sorry. So material engineering. So yeah, okay. metallurgy. Yeah. Yeah. Did you study that here in Australia? Or yeah. So in back home in Perth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. So it was just, um, it was just one of those things where if you guys remember the global financial crisis, what was that? GFC. I remember it. I remember it. <laughs> but like, I was, I was too young of an age for it to like it really mean, you know? for yeah. it to mean anything to me. Like, yeah. it was it was a big global downturn, and we were in Singapore when it kind of was trickling in, and and markets were crashing, and oil prices were just going bad, and, mm. and then it went good, and then it went bad. But in oil, uh, so we were. I was originally a, a thing called a derrick builder, so I was a welder beforehand. And um, we would build, if you've, if you've ever seen an oil rig, <clears throat> you see a platform and then a big tower mm. right in the middle of it. Yep. We built that tower. That's what the drill runs up and down on. It's a whole bunch of sheaves and pulleys that bring the bring the top drive up and down. We built that and then we'd lift it onto the crane. And I'll give you some photos so you, so you can have a look and see what we're doing. But obviously when uh, the global financial crisis hit and oil prices were going up and down, new rigs weren't getting built as fast. Yeah, copy. But then also they were not trying to do as much uh, maintenance on rigs, which I'd gone from construction to more maintenance and, mm. and things like that. So yeah, they, they really cut down on us and they also started cutting down on wages too. So like at the peak of what we were doing when I came back to maintenance was like 1950 um, US a day, which was good. Yeah. And then... Um, yeah, obviously that got cut down to I think it was about twelve hundred bucks a day, which is still good money. Mm. But like it was, I could see that the downtown. I think the guys are now on like eight fifty a day. I think that's what it's cut down all the way to. So Damn. it's um, it's definitely that's a cut. fucking big drop, hey? Big drop. Like there's a couple of things though. Flooded market with employees because they all see that they earn big money. It's like riggers, you know. Like yeah. everybody wants to be a rigger because they know they can earn like fifty four bucks an hour kind of thing. Yeah, we're seeing flooders and dilutes the market for guys yeah, and copy. lowers the yeah, skill yeah. base of them which yeah. then lowers the hourly rate things like that so it was the same same for us we just got a market full of flooded yeah I, I remember everyone talking about the financial crisis but like nothing actually trickled down to my level I don't mm. know how, how, when was that how old would I have been <sighs> was that 2006 2000 yeah 2000 oh fuck I would have been no 2008 2009 2010 I think in that area yeah, yeah so I'd been like 14 15 <laughs> yeah what? you would have been in primary school yeah. 2008 2008 I would have been in year 8 so you might have what are you been two years younger than me or year 6 yeah hmm. no I started high school in 2008 anyway yeah but yeah like like I like it didn't affect me whatsoever no so like, no I wouldn't have no and I think that's, that was, we, it, Australia was pretty lucky I think we didn't get that much of a blowback compared to say America and things like that mm. really really struggled through it the housing crisis and stuff and yeah a lot of retirement stuff got knocked around a bit so but just just for us it was just kind of the, the big turning point which then turned me to go go study i realized that um yeah i loved being on being on the tools but my dad was very much okay you've got it you've got a, you've got skills you've got a trade you've got qualifications in in fabrication and things like that like it's now turned to something a bit more knowledgeable and get some kind of actual education behind you as well so then you can fall back on that. So was like your dad someone that was like calling the shots for you or was he kind of highlighting oh, a path and then just no. encouraging you to go down that way? Totally yeah. calling the shots. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My dad is, uh, he's 
Well, he was big. He's he's not that big anymore because he's old. But he's uh, about probably six two Cook Islander. So he's yeah. black, big, fucking yeah, big dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was terrified of him. Like I'm this scrawny yeah. little white kid, and my dad's this towering black man. I was like, <laughs> no, no son of mine. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, all right. Yeah. And so I guess that also made me want to live up to that. And- Which you'd be kind of thankful for now as well. Uh, yeah, it's, it's always that funny question I get. It's like. Uh, oh yeah you must really love it yes and no I missed out a lot yeah. like I missed from that, that was the next thing I was going to ask you yeah. know because I mean? like 17 through 21 22 like, yeah. yeah I missed out on a lot yeah. you know all these kids are like growing up in Perth too kids would go to like all my well, friends at the time would go to like music festivals or go out have birthdays and by the time I'd finished overseas I had no friends yeah. you know like yeah. you don't my closest friends to this day are guys that I've made overseas you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've got two Aussie mates that I made when I was working in Korea, Brendo, which is one of the guys I still race with now. But like, I had no friends. By the time I was 21, no, I'd come home. I would never really come home to Perth because I just had, I had no one. Yeah, right. Right. So there was my mum mm. and my brothers. But even they were kind of estranged from me because I never saw them or did anything. So it's, you know, there's a yeah. lot of sacrifice to make because you just can't hang out with people. And you can't also bond with him on any level if that kind of makes sense like yeah. like yeah unless there's yeah. like some kind of like similar relatable experience that you can do yeah. like and that, that was the thing like yeah. I, I would also see them and I guess at that age you're a little pro- you guys will understand you're a little bit more angry a bit more not angry but you're just kind of going, going through all these changes and you may have an ego you may have this you may have yeah. that but when yeah, I'd come yeah. home and I'd sit around with you know what I thought were mates and they'd be like oh I did a long eight hour shift I could never kind yeah, of agree yeah, with him I'm like, I'm like shut the, the fuck up yeah, bro like, shut the fuck up like, you know I've been away for nine months right like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what are you talking about you're worrying about an eight ashes and so I guess that's where I lost a lot of friends yeah. and so that was a big thing that was a big loss so yeah I, 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 I appreciate where I am now and how I'm set up now f- yeah, for yeah. life yeah. but at the same time I would have I liked to have a bit more of a, of a do you reckon yeah. you could be at the part the point where you are now if you had those good lord no 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 i'd be i'd be a total waste of space now yeah reckon yeah wow. oh absolutely yeah yeah i would be I, i'm a, i have a hugely yeah. addictive personality yeah like crazy addictive like i've known that since yeah because I, I know young. you don't drink much or anything no like I, that. I don't drink i don't smoke i don't i've never done a drug in my life never yeah. done a cigarette because like i am i'm super addictive like if i get onto something it's like all or nothing well that mm. shows with like your bike bikes podcasts the house yeah. you know things like that if i get an idea it's just or f- full yeah, gone it's like, and i've known that for a long time like from really young age so i've made it to stay away from those kind of things as best, best as i could yeah right that's pretty good like in terms of like sheer willpower for yourself <laughs> as yeah well. I, um, I, I guess s- it depends on the environment that you're in too because you never never really before like what when you were back and things life started to kind of lighten up a little bit mm. in terms of like workload you didn't have that period where you would like go drink no and that's when also i met my my ex as well and, and and we were pretty full on and we got married within like a year of hanging out together and i was still working away at that point too so yeah. i never really formed any friendships like even like when i look back on my wedding photos i didn't really have any friends there maybe like four yeah you know because yeah, i hadn't be. really made still then there was there was people that i would have called like you know, semi friends that I yeah, just invited because yeah, yeah. they were like, yeah, been hanging out, but like, yeah, friends wise, maybe four, like, and that's Tactic, just that's man, just because of my my lifestyle that I'd chosen up to that point. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it's just one of those things. You know, sacrifice for 
for a long-term thing, which I don't think a lot of people have. Like, I've, I've known you guys have said that too. A lot of people have long-term goals and they can really stick to them because yep. they just want a short-term win. Oh, and man, that, that, that's, that's evident fucking yeah, everywhere. Right? Yeah. And so I think it's, that, that is more of a, of a testament to someone's character if they can really have a long-term goal and stick to it. That's, mm. And that's kind of what I always wanted to be, 30 with a child that I could spend four days a week with. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Like, I only yeah. wanted to work a couple of days a week and I wanted to have four days with her. Obviously, that, that went to shit. But mm. um, <laughs> the, it's, uh, it's still pretty much where, where I got to when I was 30. That's hectic, man. Mm. That's hectic. I like... No, I still haven't like envisioned a future where I'm not working. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like yeah. not just like was it always a goal for you to when you decided you were going to create a business? Like you had the end goal in mind of I'm going to do this so I don't have to work as much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, copy. Yeah, I um. Do you have that? Yeah, I um. Fuck, I don't have that at all. Though. No. Well, so no. what's your plan then? I just, I, I don't know. I love it. I just love fucking doing shit like that all the time. Yeah, but is it is it doing shit or is it doing the business? Because you can still like... Do shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, for example, my goal is to have six stores set up. Yeah. And then move away from the stores, have them run themselves with people like Matt and that. And then I can focus on clothing as like something that I work on yeah, a few days no. a week. Yeah. I just see it as like a factory of like next gym, next gym, But next it gym, is different too. But like, like damn wrong, yeah. the things I will do will change. Yeah. Like it'll, it'll go from like opening the gym to I'm imagining driving around doing inspections to make sure everyone's doing a good job of opening the gym. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like that, like... Yeah. The thing will change, but like, like one of my mates, he um used to be a PT in town. He went totally online, and mm. I was talking, I caught up with him the other week, and he was saying like, he loves it. Like he set it up, he pretty much works two and a half days a week now, and chills out and mm. plays other stuff and hangs out with his kids in spare time. Oh yeah, and I I respect those people like him who who do want to have that drive to keep working and growing and growing and growing, and I um I'd love to have that, but at the same time, like I also realize that you know. Why? Like, what am I going to get at? Like, if I keep doing that and keep growing and growing, mm. I just feel like that's more stress. Like, even now at the point now, like, there's, like, even with this COVID stuff, as you know, holy shit, there's stress now. Like, yeah, permits, yeah. movement permits, like, yeah. clients cutting jobs short, contractors moving here and there. Like, I just don't want to be like that forever. So, like, now I've got projects. I've got heaps of projects to get going with. Yeah. Work is just not that important to me you know like I'd rather have time with my daughter I'd rather be on the bikes like I'm just about to buy a property out in the middle of fucking nowhere build a shed and a, a little B&B out there but like that's my next project you know yeah. like just for me it's just about lifestyle like I've, I've done the work part I'm like, okay I'm only 30 I haven't done like what 50 year olds have done mm. but at the same time I just feel like that's just I want a lifestyle I don't want to work till I die I just want to mm. actually enjoy it take a step back figure out what's going on out there yeah 100% I think that changes too when you have kids as well no I didn't have kids before this the no. whole plan no no I mean it really it probably should go back to wanting to grow the business so I can support my child yeah really that's what I should do but I'm like nah her mum's got him <laughs> yeah come <laughs> no, no, no not at all <laughs> no like no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, do, 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 yeah, okay, okay put it this way like, do, do you think there's like how do you say it when you were starting the business hmm the attitude of I'm only going to work two days a week that wouldn't have grown the business no sort of thing so it's not like I, I still see myself very much in the yeah. growing a, phase the, the very initial growing phase absolutely yeah. it's what I see myself in yeah and, that, and that's what you are in which I think that's and same as Swanee that, that's why you have that mentality and my mentality you know three years ago was grow 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 smash 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 work like I would do day trips from Orange to Canberra 
Just yeah. there, do a whole day, 12-hour day, do whatever I needed to keep the client happy and then drive home and then do a 12-hour day in Lithgow at the coal mine, then go drive to Cobar. Like I was doing... So our ranges and things like that, like our cars, we're doing 150,000 Ks every year. Holy fuck. Right? Like I yeah. have, I, I drive around at the moment in an Audi A6 that has 360,000 Ks in it that we've had for four years. Holy fuck. And that, would, that wouldn't even be predominantly your work car, would it? No. And like yesterday, I drove to Leeton, which is 800K round trip, just to have a meeting with a client for two hours. Yeah. So I drove all the way there. Did my shit and then drove all the way home. Like it's like I'm dedicated and I want to still grow the business, but at the same time, like it's, I just don't don't. Oh yeah, you don't take stuff for granted. No, exactly. Yeah, it. like it's yeah. just no. But you know, you know what I mean. That, that's that's like coming back to your like twelve hour, twenty eight day mentality of like because majority of people wouldn't go and drive eight hundred. No, no. Kilometers to have a two hour meeting where you're like, yeah, cool. I'll do yeah, it. get just, in the car. That's, that's got, my day. Yeah. yeah, I got the email that night saying, hey, we need an on site meeting with, with you. And I said, all right, cool. Get on the car and drive. And then the client loves it too. Yeah. So the client's like, oh, we love this. I love it too because I get to drive through the beautiful countryside like West Wyoming and stuff. Which yeah, is I awesome. don't mind going for drives either. So it was yeah, nice, man. man. I, fucking, I miss driving, hey. Oh, yeah, it's great. great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so, you know, three years ago, I was the same. Let's grow, let's build, let's get this sorted. And now I can see it. It, even through this COVID stuff, we're still, you know, we're still in a loss like everybody else, but mm. we're still secure. So my, in, in the theory behind is that we're in a point now where it's, all right, like if, the, if we can survive COVID, you can kind of survive yeah. there, right? Yeah, I suppose it's probably a bit of an attitude with a fair few people right now is like, all right, we need to let, like, like yeah, like you st- I, I was saying around, like you still need to have like a, how the fuck do we adapt and grow and thrive in this situation? But a lot of COVID right now, I think is like just getting through for, yeah. a, for a lot of people. Yeah, which is really sad. And oh, I totally, 100%. yeah. I think that's also like I, I, I see your posts a lot, and I, I love watching your little walking thought bubble. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. Like I, even though we have to live in this this whole COVID situation, I, I will be the first to say it. I don't agree with it, mm. and I definitely don't see it as a positive in any regard. But we we just follow along and and do what we have to. Mm. Oh, I, I agree with that, man. You know what I mean? Like it's. Like, like every man and their fucking dog, I've got an opinion on mm. what's happening right now. And fuck, you, you only need to have a conversation with anyone that crosses your path, and everyone has an opinion. That's pretty much all it's spoken about. Yeah, fuck, I'm sick of the fucking conversation. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. It's been we're gonna get to the two year mark of this shit. When it was supposed to in the start, it was supposed to be a two week lockdown. Remember that shit? Flatten the curve. Yeah, flatten the curve. Oh, that's right. I remember now that. it's yeah, uh, two weeks to flatten, flatten the curve. The yeah, yeah. 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 Got, and then and now what? Yeah, now it's just eighty percent vaccination or whatever it is. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's always going to be. Uh, I think it's just a, a hard issue for everybody. You know, man, and absolutely. It's yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't know how to have it without getting upset or getting angry with people. Like I, I see that happening a lot. Like you try and have a conversation with some people, and yeah. you can, and it can be quite informative but unfortunately a lot of people you just if you argue with an idiot you're just an idiot alongside them man yeah. it's, it's like, like I've been saying this a lot lately like because I like we get still like in the outdoor gym we get between 90 and 110 people a day yeah through. so like you know I chat with them fucking do anything like yep this is where you are and we have a bit of yarn and people in real life people are cool people in real life are cool they're sweet there's none of this like crazy fucking screaming hate shit, but online man, people are fucking nuts. Hey, yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 like it's it's such a because I talk to people in real life, even people that completely fucking disagree with me, but it still gives me hope because we can have a chat and go, yeah, that that makes sense, that doesn't make sense. 
But like online, man, it's like, it's fucking crazy right now. Hey, like people, I seen this one girl do a post saying like, look, I'm, I'm not going to get the shot. And then all of her family jumped on there. Raz showed me. They're like, how dare you not do this? You're disgracing the family. You won't be allowed to come to any family events. And like, it turned into this massive fucking blow up about how like this person's wow. getting excommunicated from the family. And it's just nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. fucking crazy. I, I, I think it, yeah, that's fucked. That's fucked. Yeah, man. That is hard. That's, that's hard to, to kind of comprehend why. I mean, I mean, that's always going to be the online thing though, which I never, have, I've never understood how you could be a troll and have your real name there. Cause at the end of the day, that's still you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I've never been able to get that mentality. They can get on the keyboard and go, you're a fucking prick or whatever. And then you just see them down the shop and it's like, Hey, you called me a prick. Oh yeah, no, that was just online banter. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the hell is wrong yeah. with you? Like, that's not banter. Yeah. But I don't. I just never understood that troll mentality. It just doesn't. If you don't got anything nice to say, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's um, it's that saying. I've said it before. Like, not that, I'm, not that I'm a fucking tough guy or anything like that. But do you know that quote from um Mike Tyson where he's like, everyone's gotten used to talking shit without getting punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what it is online. Hey? Yeah, like, hundred percent. Yeah. I was in that um, because I think one strength got mentioned a few times in orange spread the word when we didn't lock down mm. last time which now all gyms do that kind of an open gym thing don't they yeah hey man like, <laughs> like, like we don't mind sticking out our cat that's fine no you, you, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um it's like yeah so and I got on this orange spread the word and man some of the shit Mm. that gets talked in there. I lasted five days. I was like, no, I, I, I can't be in here. This the is... The problem with Facebook is it's all like old people that just sit at home and want to have an opinion these days. Like Instagram, I think is more of like a young person's kind of... Yeah, I definitely get more interaction on Instagram. Facebook is just... It's a fucking nightmare. It's all mm. like fucking doll bludges and fucking old people that are crying about shit to have mm. an opinion. I think maybe because Facebook is more of a like a chat room style yeah, yeah, platform yeah, yeah. I think Instagram's not really as not as much it's more graphical no, and like, yeah, like, yeah. like it's more for like watching videos like it's yeah. sort of like it's like a quick small short sharp entertaining entertaining kind yeah. of platform whereas Facebook is a bit more involved yeah, like, yeah and Facebook you scroll and, like, it, like as you scroll down you see someone's post and you see someone's comment, comment that's, up on yeah, there yeah, yeah. where like Instagram you really have to go and like search yeah. oh, what, what do people fucking say on this yeah, yeah. Like, it's yeah. like yeah there's always a comment under a photo and so then that comment can then lead you down a rabbit hole of reading other comments. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I also think that it's now, like, it's, it's kind of like one of those cultural things to go, oh, hey, you know, you, your mate will tag you in it. Hey, read the comments on this. And then yeah, I think it's yeah, people yeah, going, yeah, we've all yeah. had that, right? All those police photos oh, and shit, yeah. they're the best ones. <laughs> Fuck, <man. laughs> yeah, there's always those people. And so that's kind of now in our, where we go, oh, let's just read the comments and see what's going on inside. And then that's when people start reading and go, Oh, I don't agree with that person. Tip it, tip it, tip it, tip it, and then boom. Yeah. It's it, and that's kind of a bit more. That's that's why I think Facebook's always going to be way more engaging than say Instagram. Yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah, but yeah, Instagram is much more of like a like a one comment, one reply sort of place. Yeah, it's, it's not yeah. a full conversation. No, no, it's Instagram and like yeah, it's it's just yeah, as I said, it's just more of a short attention thing. Just keep scrolling through Instagram until you see something you like. Yeah, or someone yeah, you like. So where are you buying land? <laughs> uh, right, so there's a little town called Bigger. Why do I... Where, so where is that? heading towards I... Crookwell. So Crookwell, yeah, so yeah, if you yeah, go yeah. from Orange to Goulburn, you go through a town called Crookwell. Yeah. There's, like, I'm not giving it away because I don't want people to go out there yet, but there's heaps of pockets of land out there for, like, less than $30,000. Um, 
yeah, it's about it's about an hour and a half from Cadia, <laughs> and about an hour to Goulburn, and about an hour and a half to Orange. So it's like kind of perfectly placed in the middle. It's got full bloody 4G service, but now I've got my booster shot in my arm. I've got yeah, 5G yeah. vaccination. <laughs> Pick up that extra bar. And yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking at going to, yeah, for for about 30 grand, you can pick up a nice little couple of uh, acre block and... Um, wow. I'm going to build a little shed house out there and just Airbnb because there's a huge market at the moment for people to get away from the city, get away and like have like a a little cottage. But people like this whole off the grid lifestyle and like kind of- Like that Kimo estate and shit like that. Have you seen those? Where it's like the whole outdoor bathtub and thing. Oh yeah, yeah, bro. Is that the one in the the Blueies? Yeah, just outside of Lisco. Yeah, it's cool. Mudgy too. Yeah, so that's what I'm kind of going for. It's kind of like a, like not an eco retreat completely because there'll still be- power and things like that but it'll just be like this this little hut a couple little huts on the place that you can go out there and just just be away from it all and be yeah, surrounded so i think you and i kind of have the same uh, lifestyle kind of goal where like you have your main business and then you have your other projects that you want to kind of slap all your name and dna all over kind of thing yeah definitely my dna i yeah. love licking things all which on the inside of airbnb COVID. yeah i'm a massive window if you go to jeremy's airbnb bring a black light <laughs> no don't bring a black light if you come to my house it looks like the fucking glowworm caves <laughs> yeah, out it, like, look it's been a long six months all right mate it's a, it's a very sticky situation on my place but um Jeez, that's uh, a good turn <laughs> um yeah so the whole plan is to is to try and give like real cheap bnb because i don't need to i won't be there to to make money off or anything i just yeah. need to to get escape so yeah That's a couple, cool. couple of little sh- little shed houses so yeah cheapest way to do it fuck your container houses i'm gonna say they're not worth it they're more expensive if you actually look into it long term they're way more expensive the shed house way cheaper you're right mm. yeah copy so yeah just out bigger yeah right i think i heard what you're saying about how like it's like project over here project over here project mm. over here yeah i don't know like again maybe i'm just the old money out here i always see it as like in my head it's like you have one strength fucking worldwide mm. and then everything is just a branch under that like mm-hmm. it's just something that yeah. that'll complement that that'll work with that absolutely and I just yeah I don't know maybe when we're more established my brain will work on other things outside of that but at the moment like that's you're in a different pretty industry much it, too like the reason that I look at that sort of stuff like I talked to Jeremy about doing the bar and stuff ages ago which I still have plans for in yeah. a mm. different economical climate yeah but um like myself personally like I'm in supplement retail that's not going to be around forever I'm fully yeah. aware that's not going to be around forever when I get to like I only signed like five year leases in Bathurst and Dubbo because mm. I think after the next five years I think brick and mortar kind of retail stores yeah. are going to be hitting a pretty yeah. heavy decline but the goal after that is to have an online warehouse so the reason why I'm going Dubbo yeah, Bathurst is to lock down the Central West is my online presence yeah where I can be like Dubbo order online yeah. and get same day delivery like and do that across the whole central west yeah but then also want to look to the future and be like okay what's going to be around forever yeah. gyms are going to be around forever bars are going to be around forever and then i want to get into different lines and stuff like that whereas like i yeah, think you're already in like a pretty like like a gym it's it, like we talked about it before it's hard to think of how you would outsource that a gym's like a lot unless, of unless is a drug that just makes you jack yeah a gym's like a clubhouse it's like you know yeah it, it's like a team almost as well yeah, no. Especially in like local areas. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think. It, but I think also gyms are a good thing for. It's not just <clears throat> not just for 
the, the the team building but also people who play sport go to the gym people yeah, who want yeah. like rehabilitation they go to the gym yeah. people who just want a healthy mind they go to the gym yeah, so you draw from so many different yeah crowds. I, I suppose and therein lies like the yeah. different options that I think about and the different mm. branches I think about yeah, sort of you've already got that like, in line yeah that. you know if you want to do one strength kind of sports coaching or something you could do that and yeah. send out a sports coaches to footy teams or whatever I think that's what you were doing at one point Swain were you, were you doing program for footy teams yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean you could do things like that, for a gym. Yeah. but I think, yeah, a gym is always just going to be like the gym, and you are, you are very lucky that you can have things come off the gym as being yeah. kind yeah. of a smaller thing. For for us, it's kind of yeah, you have to kind of be a bit more. Yeah, it's like, it's like you've sorted that niche. Change. Where else can you be? Yeah, like it. Like my yeah. whole thing is this niche, and we will never kind of like we've got other companies in the last couple of years start up to try and get into the market but at the same time I think that we will always have that have that kind of lockdown for us yeah we're quite lucky I don't need to grow everything else is just kind of a tax benefit yeah, yeah, sick. That's mad. That's mad. Yeah. That's like, like 100%. Now you got to find the loopholes, right? Yeah. It's, all, it's also yeah. like like with the Airbnb thing, it's also like a fun kind of creativity kind of thing. Mm. Where mm. you're like, you like, oh, fuck, I've created this thing and now like people are getting enjoyment out of that sort of thing. That's why I like clothing and stuff as well. Like yeah. when I'm like in store and someone from Sydney comes past, buys this tea just because they like the look of it and stuff. That's yeah. fucking... Yeah. That's, that's cooler to me yeah, than like 100%. the 30 bucks that it makes me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they are good teaser. Thanks. Yeah, but yeah, and that, that's the same with bars and stuff. Like, I like that whole idea of like creating a place where like people go to enjoy it, kind of. Thing. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Man. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. That. I think that's that's right, and that's why you and I were talking a while ago about like investing in, in something like that and trying yeah. to build it in Orange. And I think Orange is uh, obviously without the lockdowns, it's, Orange is a huge hub for food. Bro, Orange is it's growing that way too. Massive for that man. Oh, well, yeah, have huge. you seen what they're doing with um? what's it McNamara Lane or whatever it is the one that where the blind pigs in that street where the oh, Vinnie's is yeah, yeah yeah they're turning that into like a mini um, main street with lights down the middle yeah oh, man that'd, that'd, be, that'd be cool that'd be cool they want to do food sick. trucks in like the knob car park and stuff. yeah that'd be good that'd yeah, be, that'd be fucking awesome. awesome yeah we're actually, we're actually in the process of um, just remind me of, uh, there's like a space behind the gym you've seen it you park maybe four cars there if you jammed it in there and it's, it's doing fuck all at the moment so we like tidied it right up the other day and if you listen, you know a business might be interesting. But what we're, we're going to set it up is like a cool little, like, it's like a little laneway that leads down to it. It's a quiet little street. And like, it could be very like, you know, like alleyway-esque in Mel- Melbourne sort of mm, thing where there's just mm-hmm. cool like shit. laneways and Yeah, like 100%. That, yeah. So yeah, we're going to create this really like cool little space where, because the idea came from in lockdown, there's certain businesses like like wineries or cellar doors, whatever, that are out of town. And because they're out of the 5K, 10K, whatever the fuck it is, People can't actually go there. So apart from selling a few bottles of wine on one day, their trade's totally just shit canned. Mm. So the idea is to like give them a space where they can come in town and set like a pop up up. Oh, that's cool. It'll yeah. be sick. It'll be it'll be really fucking cool. Yeah. But yeah, we're in the middle of doing that now. That'd be that'd be really cool. Little, I used little to, pop up. Yeah, I used to like the shit they used to do in Robinson Park where they had like the the night markets and stuff. Yeah, man. That shit yeah, was 100%. fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, they'd- I didn't know they could still do day markets now. Like I just drove past the markets; they're all set up now today. What? Really? Yeah, you know where the um, council chambers are and stuff. Yeah, yeah there's that little park there. Yeah, all the markets are set up today. Ron's what park. the fuck? Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, look, there's a farmers market. I was like, oh fuck, COVID, obviously. Go driving. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Honestly, the was, on the way back. On That's the way only home. if you're double vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. You're wearing double a Black vaccinated. Lives Matter t-shirt. Honestly, if you wanted some good streaming, go stand there. Everyone's got fucking five G vaccination. That'd be fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's open now. So there you go. Fuck man. Yeah. Fuck. What? What? Mm. 
Oh, well, I'm, I'm all for anyway. people finding loopholes with this Bro, shit. Bro, uh, and you loophole. know what? Like, like anyway, the, anyway, that like, like, because a few a few people said to us, they're like, "Oh, did you see what that other gym's doing? They're copying you. They're doing this. Oh, they're doing yeah. outdoor." Good. Bro. We're all on the same Good. Team. Good. That's mad. Like, like yeah, like us and like one of the other gyms, two of the other gyms down have been a bit like competitive with each other in the past and shit like that. But like, if, if you're making moves and adapting to provide one, a service for your members so you can still fucking pay the bills and then two, help people with their fucking mental and physical health. Bro, that's mad. No. There's zero qualms of me doing that. That's good. But like when it first happened and when the lockdowns first came when you found some pushback from other gyms or was it were they more supportive of what you were doing uh n- look nothing is nothing's confirmed but um we're a couple of pretty good sources that one of the other gyms might have been where all the anonymous calls for the and are they doing what you're, what, what you're yeah, doing yeah yeah yeah, yeah so don't, don't you get a little bit upset with that no not really man no that's know. a win in my book really i don't know like i don't know like <sighs> Yeah, I like nah. To be honest, like okay, where like where the, where the ego and the smugness comes in for me, right? Mm. So like for me, it's like it's this like a picture room sitting at home with their like house slippers and hot chocolate and fucking on. See me post something anti fucking lockdown or whatever. Smashing buck, bucket of <laughs> <and> KFC. <laughs> hey Ma, Ma, <laughs> what's the hotline again? I'm gonna ring these motherfuckers. Just <laughs> gotta put my teeth in. Yeah, yeah, and like I picture them like calling the cops and then cops come down and then like me Raz the cops were just like talking shit having laughs with the cops in the car park and they're like no nah, man this sweat this setup's sweet and they head off and then I do a video that night and I'm like yeah yeah I had another interaction with the cops they're really good really supportive um, just happy to be working with these guys in town and then the petty wins I know that'll piss old mate off mm-hmm, even more yeah. so that, that's where I get my little that's good my that's, a, that's a good way to, to look at it too so you don't get you don't get hung up on it you can just try to see the See the funny flip side of it. Oh, 100%. It's always, 100%. Always good. I think that's where people probably get a little bit lost too. They just get so aggressive. So oh, negative. man. I, I, they can't I, see I'll, the I'll get lost in that rabbit hole before, man. Yeah. I'll, get, I'll get lost in probably that rabbit hole. Probably when you're younger, though. Yeah, 100%. Than, when you are now. 100%. Yeah. But, um, no, nah, man, like, competitive or not, like, I, I don't want to see any fucking gyms in town close because mm. of this. I don't want to see that at all. Like, no. You know, different gyms offer... Like, we offer a similar thing, but we all offer it in a different way. And that different way might appeal to a different individual more so than others. Like, some some people in town might prefer that gym over one strength. Yeah. And that's where they get their mental release. That's where they train. I'm cool with that. Totally fucking sweet. Do you also think that if you lost competition, it wouldn't give you the drive to grow? Oh, I don't know, man. Like, I like... If I if I lost competition, no, not really. Like, you'd still like, like you lost- in, in my in my head, man. Like down the track, I want to make any time look like a child. So, like if, if another if if a gym in town closed, I'd be like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. I'm not, like I, I'm not gonna get hung up on my like high school rivalry. Yeah. When I want to do bigger stuff. If yeah. you lost competition, though, you'd be forced to grow. Like, if you look at Would the you? last eighteen months of how much we've had to expand the gym. No, but like as in like not 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 grow as in size with more machines, but like grow into different avenues. You know, like like so the, I, I find competition the best for for business because it yeah. makes me go, okay, well they do that, I've yeah, got to 100%. do something else. Yeah, like, yeah. I, oh, yeah. they can do that. I can do. I'm not going to follow them, but I'm going to give them give us another opportunity and I think that's where I find comp- competition oh, the best yeah bro 100% but for gyms is it the same yeah 100% yeah. 100% but like it's it's like do, do I want to fucking smoke them all 100% <laughs> but do, do I wish like some malevolent bullshit they closed no not at yeah. all like, like no they're, they're still doing their shit yeah I want to be better than you but 
But that's what They're I'm saying. Like, if, if they were to close down, somehow just one strength just fucking King Kongs that shit and gets there. What do you think? Would you still be able to keep that momentum with that growth and that like kind of change? Um, I believe so, man. Because yeah. like it'd just be the next town sort of thing. Yeah. Like okay. if that happened in Orange, cool. We're in Bathurst. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? That, that evolution will always that happens be there. in Bathurst. Like yeah, like it's, it's mm. big planet, man. And then okay. you just want it. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty competitive with like the stores. As soon like as soon as we open Bathurst, I locked down all my exclusives, so the other places down there couldn't get them. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do. It really oh. is. It really is. It's like a chessboard. Like I get, I keep collecting little pieces. Mm. See, the player can't use them. Oh yeah, yeah. I like that's that. what I do. I like I've already, that. I've already had, I've, I've had, I've had one store contact me asking to lift exclusives so they could sell them. I'm like, that's not the point of a fucking exclusive. That's not how exclusives work. Wow, I like that. Yeah, it's nice. Very Baller. soothing. Good. Just yeah. full Miley Cyrus, just wrecking ball through the whole fucking place. <laughs> yeah, that's mad. That's good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm super healthy competition. Like I um, like even when we started the podcast, I I even reached out to other podcasts in the same kind of genre and said, hey, look, we're coming in. We don't want to step on toes, and we do collabs with other po- podcasts. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'd rather just grow like together with this kind of stuff especially in Australia it's just you know, so we've always been kind of fluid and, and we do a few things and it's made me work hard to kind of get other guests and do other things but no we, I'm, I'm very much trying to work in with and same with other companies there's another company in Canberra that we work not alongside but kind of in parallels even on the same job sites that I've yeah. had you know things out there with and I just kind of work with them and kind of help that way but as I said I'm not a very competitive person. when did you guys start your podcast Shit, two years ago. You're right. How many two. episodes are you up to now? Uh, 81. 81 yesterday. Yeah, right. right. How many yeah. episodes have we got? That's not being competitive. That's just... <laughs> you want to you get all the exclusives? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take all your guests. I'm going to rock up your podcast. I'm going to steal your guests. Good luck. Fuck you, can, you guys. You probably do a better interview than we do. So <laughs> don't, don't worry about that. You guys come prepared and write shit down. We stand in the kitchen for 20 minutes before we start going, what are we going to fuck talk about? We'll have a really good chat in the kitchen. Then we're like, fuck. We should record that. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, that's what we do now. That's what we used to do. We were horrible for it. We'd like go and meet the guests or we'd, cause, cause we're obviously the dirt bike breeder. That's our podcast. And so we would go and spend a day riding with the guests. And that's when all the shit cool. talking comes yeah. out. Cause that kind of builds a bit of a rapport, a bit of a friendship. And we'd go riding with the guests. And that's when all the great stories would come out. Like you've gone for like a two hour ride. You'd like, oh, I start talking about this story from when they raced in Germany or this story when they raced in Estonia or something. And you come back in the podcast nothing to talk about like they're like uh, oh remember that story oh yeah and you'd only like kind of touch yeah, on it instead yeah, of that yeah. real kind of <laughs> yeah. in-depth conversation so yeah it's um because yeah. we do motorcycle riders from around Australia it's um it's been a it's been a good good kind of growth for us because there's it's really not many stories out there being told from them yeah, fair yeah 100% right. yeah so 100%. it's just um riders so, from all, all walks of life really so on that, have you got any races coming up, or is all <laughs> is all races like totally shit canned? Uh, the, the, there was there's one more race in November called Wildwood, which is in Melbourne. But like, come on, yeah. Because man, like, like you come in the gym and you show me some pretty fucking hectic videos of the shit that goes on mm. in these races. Like, talk about that for a second. Like. Right. So yeah, we do a whole bunch of races, racing styles from cross country enduro, which is kind of like if you go for a walk through the bush that's a cross-country style like you do a walking track or something that's cross-country enduro tight between the trees 
We do a hard hard enduro, which is like you find the biggest, gnarliest hill you can find, and we ride up that over big rocks, through over big trees, things like that. You know, real technical, beat the shit out of your bike stuff. Mm. And then we also do a, a mix between desert racing and rally racing as well. So desert racing is your 160 to 180 kilometers an hour. <laughs> Flat straight down. Fuck that. Down a down a sand road. So it's not like a compact kind of gravel road. It's just a sand whooped out road. So whoops are like big. Just imagine, I don't know, like rollers, like just speed bump after speed bump after speed bump. And these whoops can be kind of maybe two and a half meters from kind of peak to peak and then can drop in the valley to like a meter, meter and a half because the trophy trucks go through them and they dig them out. So the whole purpose of them is you just imagine if everyone's seen the sound wave it kind of goes up and down and yeah. up and down imagine that and your wheel is just touching the peak of each one yeah so you you have yeah. to hit that at like 150 you have to just hold that throttle wide open click six gear when you see it and you just lean on the back and your back wheel just like bop 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 just hits that back because if you get sucked into the valley like you wipe out your fucking high side, the bike will hit you in the nuts and you'll get shot up. You hit the front wheel in, you're going to cartwheel and break every bone in your body and end up just like a bit of jelly in the end. You just have to hold it straight. But like not not all of us do that. Like we, you know, sometimes you get tired and you ride up and down and up and down and up and down. And What's your worst injury been from it? Because I know you tore your bicep. Yeah, I tore my bicep. That was a big one. Did you get that reattached? No, it's still still messed up. Like you can just, you can just see it there. See the valley in oh, there? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, one strength got me back to peak, peak physical peak, health. Peak physical condition. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, uh, yeah, no, that's that's my worst. Yeah, so far that's, that's been that's my worst. That's pretty fucking one. lucky. Bro, that's insanely yeah. lucky. No, that is. It, it's, I've had a lot of come-offs. Yeah. Like, a lot of come-offs, but I wear, like, a neck brace. I wear, like, I, I spend money on helmets. I spend yeah. money on boots. <clears throat> I spend money on body armor. So, like, I've taken some big hits and you just kind of luckily all my gear like I've got a shed wall full of like broken helmets and like broken bikes and stuff because it's just you come off you, you hold on man of all the things to get addicted to yeah high speed yeah. high speed in the desert yeah it's I, 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 I feel I, like drugs is less risky than that 100% <laughs> and less expensive probably yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, have a, I have a shed full of bikes that so cost way less than a heroin addiction <laughs> so Fuck. no I, I but I mean we've had these discussions many yeah, times yeah man 100% we have 100% no, I, we have I, you may think that what I do is, is crazy and dumb I would like listening to you guys and your podcast what you boys do, the three of you, is crazy and dumb. You starve yourselves, fucking swanny, or go on some weird, like, eight-week fucking hardcore diet, shredding whatever the hell you're doing to make your testicles bigger. I don't know what you do. Like, it's crazy. There's not much we do that makes our testicles bigger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably not, actually. No. <laughs> but then, like, you two, like, just lift the dumbest, heaviest shit you can find. And, like, I just... For me, that is crazy. Because you're more likely going to tear a muscle or blow something out rather than we are. Like, if we're going to come off, we're just going to break a bone and that heals you guys like tear biceps you tear fucking your chest fucking muscles like, yeah no what you guys yeah, do is way I more did, I did riskier do a, I did do a pack yeah 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 like you guys are yeah. way more riskier than and dedicated like we can we can be dedicated for six weeks up leading to a race right 
but our dedication is not like yours. Like we just, we eat a little healthy, we train and that's it. But our training isn't like as, as like documented as what you guys do. I mean, obviously in the pros, they're pretty documented, but that's, that's like with anything like AFL mm, or something. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. For, we're, I mean, we're all going to be say that we're amateurs. We're not professionals, but even at an amateur level, you guys are still way more dedicated than any rider that I know in the amateur level, you know? Yeah. For, and for man. what? Just to lift a big weight? Well, all we do is just race through a desert. We don't even do half the work. The bike does all the work. Like our whole, <laughs> our whole training is just to hold on and not look like Superman's cape off the back of this thing as it's doing fucking like stupid speed down the desert. <laughs> While you're talking about that, man, all I can visualize is like the throttle saying 150, and then you haven't had that internal conversation going. If I back off, I eat shit. Yeah, if I back that's off, that's nuts. That's yeah. nuts to me. If, if you, if my front wheel digs into the sand, I'm gonna fucking die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's, there's, I've been riding with some of the boys out at West, and they're looser than us. Like the boys out Condo Way, yeah. Jake Smith and stuff. If you want to follow a rider, follow Jacob Smith. He he's just renowned for just holding the thing wedged. Like I, I bought his bike a couple of years ago, his race bike, and this thing is 500 cc's of just fucked off ex-wife. You know what I'm saying? Like it is angry. It's it was beautiful at one point but now it's just angry and just wants to fucking take everything you have right (laughs) (laughs) and this thing and this thing I've got it in my shed and I've I've ridden it a couple of times and honestly god it's it's it even scares me and I've been riding for a long time but these boys can like do 180 185 down the worst dirt road imaginable now you have to imagine as well these these aren't lap races this is like start here 220 kilometers down the road you finish so you have no idea how the tracks change from yesterday so the trucks and buggies are big trophy tracks they go first too and so they dig up the track and like there's been like last year a thing called fink desert race go check that out there was I think a, we spoke about that yeah, yeah fink yeah, desert race yeah. the big one we really wanted to get to it but covid and everything kind of was hard and um yeah like because there was um so many buggies and trucks they dig up the dirt and then there's like big rocks that get exposed or logs that get exposed now we do a thing called pre-running where we run that course a couple of times so we kind of get a feel for it we know where corners are we know how to prepare ourselves as best as we can we know where the whoop section is we know where kind of rollers are we know where Mm. anything exposes square edges which is a big big issue that we have but i'll get that later you put like 200 bikes down it one day it's going to change coming back the next day it's going to be a different track now you put like a hundred buggies and trucks down it before you even go you have big rocks get exposed you have logs getting exposed tree roots getting exposed that weren't there like two days ago and so that's where the big accidents come from because you just if you second guess at that speed and you just Mm. don't know what you're going to do or you don't it just you're just going to die and square edges are the bigger one because a square edge is kind of where you think of a car or a truck which is like a 35 inch tire big fuck off tires yeah. when they accelerate they dig in they cut a big long track straight out like a burnout kind of track that's called a square edge what can happen is you can get kind of a square edge in that and the truck may take a wider line around a corner you don't want to take the wider line because you're at speed so you just kind of dip the bike in so it's all baddie like leaning you're trying to what can happen is you do the corner and you've got to try and now get out of that rut and there's a square edge, it, it's not going to happen. You're, you'll lean the bike, say it's your turn to the right, you'll lean your bike to the right, but you can't get that front tire out of that rut. So then uh, your front yeah. tire is now just stuck in a track and you're trying to turn, the bike's not going to turn, wipe out, 
heist or just lay the bike over and then you've just like lawn darted. So lawn darted expression is just your head first, flying with your arms beside you and just straight into the ground, just all the way along. Fucking hell. And that's unfortunately one guy at Fink did that and I think he's now paralyzed from the waist down. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, you got four dudes. It's a big like... Is there like is there prize money with this sort of stuff? Is there big like it's, yeah? Sponsors? You're never gonna win it though. You know the yeah. thing for us, we're never gonna win it. Like they've got factory riders there from all the big manufacturers, KTM, Yamaha. So we're never gonna ride it. It's all you get is a fucking pin, a railway pin on a board. That's all we get. Like that's all we get from all these events. Yeah. But it's for me. I've never wanted to win. It's just finish it you know like i can say i've finished that race i've yeah. finished that race i like the hard enduro ones they're the ones you really want to say you finished it's like four hours of like it's maybe only a 30k race but like for four of those out four of the three hours that you're supposed to be racing you're dragging a bike you're like pulling it up a hill you're yeah. through a gully yeah, and like copy. i think it's for us it's just having that completion to do yeah, it. yeah 100 that's sick and it's what you guys do you may not win but you still push your bodies to yeah, uh, be yep. the best you can and and that's that's why a lot of us do it too a lot of guys do it for fun and, and just to do it with mates. Some do it to complete and some do it to race. But I've never been in that level to, to race because I just know I don't have the time or the commitment. or And that's probably why I've never had a massive touch wood injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah because I just haven't pushed it to that level yet. Fuck, mm. that's crazy. No, we all do dumb shit. Yeah. Has, like, your mindset in it, like, because of how dangerous, changed since you had your daughter? Or not? Not really. No, not really. You don't, I guess you probably don't view it as something that you could fucking... I think when you do it well enough, you get confident in yourself to yeah, know what your yeah. limits yeah, are. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you yeah. you guys still want to keep lifting heavier weights. You know, yeah. you probably get a little scared, but you get confident in that. Yeah, like you probably hit a weight yeah. that you can lift over and over again, even though like three months before you were like, oh no, that's a big weight. I'm going to do yeah. damage. Yeah, but now you're past that point, you're doing yeah. more. Yeah. For us, like, I mean, you do back off a little bit, but at the same time, you know that if you back off, it, you work harder too. So, like, if I'm not as going as far, say, in, like, deep sand, I'm actually going to be working harder with the bike to get it to go where I want yeah. it to go. Yep. So, yeah, it's kind of one of those, for riding, it's a mentality where you you give the bike more to work less, whereas yeah, you don't give it as much. 100%, man. 100%. For I, a bike, I understand like exactly that. what you're saying with that. Mm. Yeah, because sand will just de- eat you down. So, if you can stay up and above the sand, then got a better chance of moving and less energy 100% um, question I'd ask Swanee are you getting on in this bet or what I don't know see I'm competing in fucking March pussy well I, what's I, a bet okay I think the fucking <laughs> this we're gonna is see, we're gonna see okay, who's, we're, we, need, we need to know who's the leanest oh yeah I saw you gotta, this one you gotta, yeah. um, you gotta have your scan submitted by Jan 1st you can submit you can submit today if you wanted to mm. but you gotta have a scan submitted by Jan 1st and then whoever is the leanest takes all 500 bucks buy in probably about 6 or 7 of us doing it Le- leanest as soon as the scan's in or another scan later do you have to have a scan so say, say if I have a scan and it says 10% I'm probably gonna say okay let's probably not a very good scan yeah, and no. I'll continue to keep trucking until <laughs> December 15th sort of thing mind you he's the leanest one out of all of us and he's the one that's advocating for this competition the most yeah, I, well. I didn't start the, I didn't start the bet <laughs> no I, yeah, I remember you saying this the other day yeah, someone yeah. else started the bet and you were like okay someone else started the bet and I was like are you serious <laughs> he's like okay no so, I'll take your money man so how lean are you now Oh, I don't know man I'd, like, I'd, I'd probably give myself like an honest maybe 13% body fat give or take one or two 
I don't fucking know what I am. I'm probably about 15, I reckon. Yeah, I don't know. Like Jack? Oh, Jack would no. uh, be like a... He'd be a, tw- he'd be a solid 12. If I'm 13, I reckon, yeah, I reckon Jack would yeah. be later than me. I reckon you'd be later than me, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think so. Compliment, mate. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to say Mel. All right. Because I, right. I don't want to fuck with my comp prep or anything like that. Yeah, it could be. I feel like that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet, bro. Sweet. Well, so I was just upset because that's $500 less for him. <laughs> so, so what's the benefit of being super lean, though? For like for you guys doing powerlifting and things like that? Uh, not much, to be totally honest. Yeah. Um, oh, look. Okay, so put it this way. So when I was... when I was Last time I competed in bodybuilding, I've, never, I've competed in opens, but I've, my predominantly thing I've competed in is juniors. And juniors is not a weight category. Juniors is... If you're under 23, you can compete in juniors. Oh, right. So there was some... Like, what was his name? Sadiq, the big black dude. Oh, yeah. He yeah, was yeah. like 20 men and 125 kilos peeled lean on stage. It was fucked up. He like demolished everyone in juniors. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so anyway, but now in, in powerlifting... I compete in the under hundreds at this stage. Right, okay. So, say, obviously there's a point where it's a detriment, like you don't want to be 2% body fat at 100 kilos, even though it looks sick. It's not going to be very good for powerlifting because you need some fat around to sort of cushion the cushion the joints. Oh, right, okay. But go the other way, you don't want to... You, you want to make the most out of your 100 kilos that you are. Mm. So, you, I think you could arguably have, like, say... Use you have a guy that's twenty percent body fat, so he's twenty kilos body fat and eighty percent lean tissue or the rest. Um, compared to a dude that's ten kilos body fat and ninety kilos of lean tissue and the rest, mm. like just that, that that having physically that more muscle is going to help you be stronger in powerlifting. Yeah, right. So I, I think I can definitely um, tighten up my 100. I think when I competed, I was probably 100 at probably a loose 15 or 16. And I think I could really tighten that up and have a lot more muscle in my frame. Yeah, right. Which will aid in being stronger. But um, no, the getting lean thing, man, for me this time is... Um, I like what it does to my head. Like Get when a nice I... lean head. Yeah, like I, I like having slim cheeks. <laughs> nah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> like I... Every time I've gotten really lean, I like it, and they go hand in hand because to get really lean, you have to be really disciplined. Yeah. And I find in my head, when I'm more disciplined, I'm a better person to be around. I'm happier. Mm-hmm. I like I like myself more when I keep promises to myself. So it's like it's it's the mental thing that happens alongside with getting lean. Yeah. Was the um, the initial thing, and then as well, like there's probably not going to be a powerlifting comp for a while unless we get yeah, out of lockdown right. anytime soon. So just something to do in the meantime, really. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah I, I like what it does to my head more so. So that yeah. that's the main reason I wanted to get lean, and the, and then this bet this bet got tacked onto it. So here we are. So how healthy is it to go that lean though? Not it, like bodybuilding uh, comp lean is fucking. Dumb. It's, it's it's unhealthy, man. Like yeah. like anything sort of stripping around five percent is not going to be good for you. Yeah. But like you know, say if I'm probably aiming to try and get between five and six percent in this comp wow. sort of thing. Shit. Um, yeah. Why would you enter it for that? Like. We're all going to lose, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I reckon Raz is the one to beat. So there's like a ratio of like... So a, a chick at, say, 12% will look the suit the same as a dude that's 7%. Oh, so right. Raz is in on the bet and she's got a 5% handicap. And I, I sort of... As much as I am going out to win... I like her chances of getting sub 10 more than I like my chances of getting sub 5. Yeah, yeah. So right. I, I think she's the one to beat, to be honest. And so what do you do... 
Swanee. Like, how much body weight are you when you, body fat are you when you go for comps? Oh, I wouldn't have said, like, what I'm aiming for this year would be, like, sub five. Oh, well, next year. Is that what you were when, like, I remember a couple of years ago now. You 2019. Were, yeah, was yeah. that shit? What yeah. were you then? Fuck, I don't know. I don't reckon I was lean enough then. Really? Yeah. Mm. Damn. Yeah, by far. I would have wanted to be at least 4% leaner. Swain doesn't want to do the bet because he wants to have a hot girl summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Hot girl summer coming up. Yeah. And then I think that's what's always like for you. That's why I'm always guys in, in awe of you guys. Because if you look at like the top motorbike riders in kind of different categories, some are really ripped and lean, but majority of them we aren't ripped and lean because we kind of have a little bit of weight and energy to build up. Like not many guys are super cut like you guys and veiny and stuff. Majority, mm. like, like the best desert racer in the world is Australian. His name is Toby Price. And I've always loved Toby because he's just this mullet fucking legend like just, loose, do, just a doer just Queensland yeah. mentality like <laughs> yeah. just just an absolute top bloke but like and I've always said this and Eve, we've talked about it a lot on the podcast and it's never a thing against him but he's just like a like just a dad bod kind of guy like just yeah. Yeah. healthy fit strong but just like we'll still like smash a Red Bull and pie like on the way to a motocross track thing but <laughs> yeah. like he did the thing called the Dakar which is a which is a 8 to 12 day is on Netflix I think there's a documentary somewhere. Maybe Dakar. It's a huge race. It goes, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. It's yeah. in Saudi Arabia now because of obviously all the terrorist things going on around the world. But yeah. it's a huge race. And um, it's it's originally it was 12 days, 1,000 kilometers a day racing through the <laughs> desert. And But this is navigation too. Yeah. So you read a map as oh, you ride. So this is, the, this is the next level of riding, which I've just got into. That's that big big white bike that I built for another yeah. event anyway um, so as you ride the bike there's a, a map that you read and in it says like in three kilometers turn left in fucking two kilometers turn right so you're riding by the way this is a race so you'll be doing like 140 you got a little toggle switch by your hand that you push and it keeps in track so you read your odorimer the odometer reading and the map reading to try and keep everything in line <laughs> so as you're flying so through, if you fuck know, it up you could be like Way off course. Way off course. The first time I ever did it, I was way off course. No wonder you're not doing it in fucking... It's like somewhere else in the Middle East. You'll end up getting like fucking beheaded or something. Yeah, well that's, that's what happened <laughs> in Dakar. Yeah, no, that's, that's what it used to be in West Africa. Yeah. And so that got obviously really bad. Then it went through to South America and that then got really bad. And so now it's in Saudi Arabia. But yeah, so he, he sits on a bike for seven hours of the day and just will fucking hold that thing pinned while reading a map, while checking ahead for like rocks and creeks and camels <laughs> and sand dunes and... Mad man, man. But he's just like this typical dude. If you saw him on the street, yeah. you'd be like, my man. But you'll never beat him. And you and he's got more like kind of fucking what's, you know, not resistance, um, uh, stamina yeah. than anybody else out there. But like, and that's why I'm always in, in awe with you guys because you just fucking lean and ripped and scary looking here, here I am with my little hairy dad bod just <laughs> swinging off a motorcycle oh, mine, mine's hairy bro don't just about that. <laughs> it's a weird hair that I've got a weird like sad white man hair that's like popped up in weird places <laughs> so yeah, yeah I think it's uh, for, for you guys to, especially you Swanny when I saw you in 2019 like you were fucking scary as hell looking I was feeling like shit too. Yeah, all I saw when I saw him was like, man, he looks good. Bet you he's fucking hungry. Mm. I was, I was eating like bags of lettuce and shit. It was good. Yeah. 
good times. That's, that's, yeah, I yeah. feel you. That's a sad time. Is that what you do too? Uh, when you're that, yeah, when you're at that point, man. So, like, say when you're eating, say if you burn to like 3,000 calories and you're eating 2,000, you're like fucking homicidal. So, you're like, I remember one night, it was one of the saddest nights ever. I sat there with um, a Walden Farms, this is like before a comp, um, like Walden Farms is a zero calorie sauce. sauce. Yeah. Right. And I would sit there and I would like fill up because I just, you want to drag the meal out as long as you can as well. And I'd eaten all my food. I'd like fill up the lid of the sauce with this like chocolate Walden Farm stuff, dip a baby spinach leaf in it and then eat it. <laughs> <laughs> like sat there for like half an hour and go, what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> yeah, well, we have those same thoughts. We're stuck in a valley sweating, the bike's steaming. And I go, what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> so the same moment, same moment. Just a bit, a bit different uh, situation. Yeah. Cool one, um... Man, a few of the guys and girls from the gym are going to start doing... I started yesterday. Pretty sure Jack started today. Wells is that five days ago. 75 hard. Oh, I saw that post you put up about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like a purely like... Like, will you get a physical result? Yes, absolutely. But it's it's more about building mental discipline and things like so that. So what is it? It's it's five things a day. So you got to drink four liters of water. you got to take a progress pick. You've got to train twice, 45 minutes at least. And one of them has oh. to be outdoors, rain, hail, shine. Um, you got to stick to your diet perfectly, and you've got to read ten pages of a non-fiction personal development book. Why, well, yeah? And you fuck up one of those things on one of those days, start again. Whoa, that's discipline. Yeah, bro, it's crazy. I've, I've done it once before and fucked up like four times. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a two-year project for you. Yeah, man. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, that's but- so intense. And so, what do you what do you get out of it? Is it more of like a like a spiritual kind of thing that you get out of it more than a like a like a body physical yeah, look man anyone in fucking six foot die perfectly and trains twice a day you're gonna see a physical result yeah every, I mean, every that, day fucking week that, that's obviously given yeah. but is it more of like a, a mental state it's, change it's more of a um, really like sharpening your discipline is what it is it's about uh, like just self satisfaction it is it's like you it's just the thing of like no you actually don't go to bed till your shit's done Sort of thing, like you know, when you sort of like your shit to do, but you just want to fuck off and go to yeah, sleep. Yeah, make your bed in the morning. That's, yeah, I've always done that. That's one yeah, thing. Yeah, hundred percent. Just make your bed in the morning and start your day that way. So I totally agree with that. But seventy-five yeah. days is a long street. That would change anybody, though. It does, man. It does. And like the like a really good analogy I've heard from is like say say you have say you have a mate, for example, that's like, hey, bro, I'll meet you there at this time, sweet. And then can we do a funny move? for example like, say, say you're going to move house yeah. and your mate's like yeah bro I'll be there at 12 give you a hand and then he just doesn't turn up mm. like, motherfucker mm. and then you need to hand another day you need to hand another day and they mm. just keep dogging it they keep dogging it yeah. and then like eventually like you might talk to them still but they're not really going to be your friend are they? yeah no of course and then so what I think is like people do that to themselves so yeah. people say oh, I'm going to get up in the morning and go for a walk and then you don't yeah. and then you compound that over a whole bunch of fucking years and all of a sudden even when you talk you think you're full of shit yeah. and I think this is like a, a program designed to like course correct that and I, I know with me man when I like say if I have a list of fucking five things to do every day and over a couple of weeks of punching them every day man I'm a fucking better person yeah I'm a much better person when I keep promises to myself I like myself better and I feel more confident do you think it's also a way to beat mental health Hundred percent, hundred percent, man. I think, um, yeah, I think people just gotta. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, like keeping promise to yourself will make you happier. Yeah. Like, like fuck, man. If you're, 
not in a good place mentally. Like, yeah, the fucking sexy thing to do is lay on the lounge and eat fucking Ben and Jerry's and watch Netflix. But it, it, it's not doing nothing to get you out of that hole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Going outside for a walk, even though it might be a prick of a day and whatever, it's going to get you slightly out of the hole. Yeah, cause Going I, on training, eating good food, like all those things. Yeah. Well, I read one of your posts a while ago, which was really good because it was kind of like you're saying that, you know, when COVID came in, you're in a pretty dark place and things yeah. like that. And I think it was, it was good to see because it was kind of like one of those things that you're right. Like if you can continue, even in some form of routine, it's going to help you rather than just sitting around and just committing to it and just, you know, closing yourself off to the world. I think getting straight back into it or even even just a little routine is always going to help you. And that's, that's why your post, I think, was really good because it really it, it, highlighted man, it. That, that, that shit helps me big time. And like, like, I feel like I'm the dumbest gym owner in history sometimes because like I'll be in a fucking mood just cranky about something or sad about something or fucking tired or whatever got shits and I'll train and I'll feel better I'm like oh yeah oh that's what this does yeah training makes you feel better and I, I reckon I rediscover that so often I'm like oh yeah that makes you feel better that's why we wanted to open a gym because we wanted yeah. to make that happen but like I, I fucking forget that and rediscover that fucking so yeah. many times myself and then um, and on top of that man it's like you know I see the people now that are like even like the ones working at home or the ones that their routines totally changed I see people their routine hasn't changed sort of thing and there's a there's a big gap in people's mental health and people that have sort of um, COVID's rolled around and sort of got the better of them and they're mm. just at home doing fuck all and they've lost their mojo for lack of a better word and then I see the people that still turn up to the gym when it's fucking snowing you know what I mean and like those, those just anecdotally those people are firing fair a, a lot better yeah sort of thing. so yeah. I think um, yeah even like right now when there's a lot of shit that's completely out of our control like with all this government regulation and things you're allowed to do and not allowed to do like one, one of the best things you can still do is like keep your own head in the game sort of thing yeah no 100% uh, when a, when a close friend Alex he lives uh, he's in Sydney and um He's been locked down for like 10 weeks now, I think, because he's in Northern Beaches. He's Fuck. locked down for 10 weeks. But he, like, from day one, his whole, like, he's locked down two, no, four kids, his missus in his house, like, all homeschooling, still trying to work. They got into a routine from day one, and that's what's kept the whole family, like, yeah. together, yeah. like, yeah. <clears throat> working together because the kids know they've got a routine. Like, dad's got a routine for work, mum's got a routine to do stuff, and yeah. everybody just. And he said that was the only thing to keep them going 10 weeks into this thing is that they yeah, just well. get... And he's like, he talked to his neighbours and stuff who are, like, just, like, imploding and, like, talking yeah. about all this, like, horrible stuff. And he's like, no, no, the kids know it. One o'clock, they've got to go do this because it's at their time. And yeah. mum needs to do this at one thirty. And our dad's working from this time to this time. And yeah. that's that's what's kept them going all the yeah, way man. through and kept his mental health and yeah. family health good as routine. So... I've always been a huge believer in yeah, and, that and you got you got to carve that out, hey. Like you yeah. got to have a look at what the fuck, like like have, do a little like, what can I control? What can't I control? That's it. Where am I at? Okay, good. What Get can up, I do? Keep pushing like, through. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think, and that's and that's what is another massive thing for you know, self discipline and self growth is how focused you can be on that long term goal that we keep talking about. You know, mm, like yeah. especially for people in Sydney, they didn't have an escape date. So they've got, we've got to set something in now that's going to keep us going for Christmas. For, Man, 100%. You know, and that's, and that's what Alex said. He said, we, we could plan for two weeks, but we all know it's not going to be two weeks. Like our business plans at the moment for like our, our Canberra guys 
it's not. It wasn't for two weeks because we knew ah the lockdown's not going to be two weeks. I guess it's going to be end of the year, and it looks like it will be the end of the year. Yeah. So our plans for that same for in New South Wales. We knew ah, oh, orange isn't going to be in two weeks. It's going to be fucking rest of the year. Boom, statewide lockdown. Looks like the end of the year. We can move around. So we've put that in place. Yeah, exactly right. Long term planning. But. Yeah, it's like it's like um it's like, it's like being a realist. But you still need to have some. Yeah. like hope as well yeah. like always got hope yeah oh, good lord there's always hope yeah, yeah. hope that one day Swanee will walk in my door with no shirt on that hope is high <laughs> it's very low it's not that <laughs> won't, won't be a good day for the black light <laughs> <laughs> no it won't be at all but no I think and like I had a lot of a lot of health issues in 2019 and um yeah, it was routine that got me out of them and back on the bike and back into things. So, yeah, I'm a huge, huge advocate for that. Yeah, man. Yeah. And on top of that, like, while we're talking routine as well, is, like, I think one of the one of the best things people can do, it's, like, to avoid the um, the New Year's resolution syndrome of trying to, trying to fucking, like, I'm going to fucking run 10Ks a day, I'm going to fucking eat perfect, I'm going to do this. Yeah, this is what I was talking about. You swanny about, like, this, I didn't realize there was such a, uh, like, a cycle, a cycle of, of people going to the gym and changing and things like that. Yeah, fucking oath there is. It'll be yeah. January. Oh, New Year's is crazy, bro. New Year's then it is drops crazy. off at March. Yeah. And then yeah. it picks up again around like winter when people are like, fuck, I better do something. But it's like half as much as people in January. Yeah. Spring comes along, sun comes out. Everyone's like, oh, I better get fit. Christmas comes along. Everyone stops getting fit, gets fat. January comes along. Oh, everyone's ready. No, Nove- November is usually our biggest month. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, November and January. December, people get a bit. That's too late to run. Yeah, it is. 100% it is. <laughs> my, my word it is. But it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, yeah, business is booming. A lot of it is like a vanity thing where people sign up then because they want to look good for summer and all that sort of stuff. Uh, which is good for mental health and stuff too. Uh, fuck, like, who would I be kidding? Like, oh, I, 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 I got into I, this I, shit because I couldn't I mean? talk to girls. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, the, I got into fucking weights because I was like girls like arms I'll get some arms yeah. that, that was that, that was what they're like oh, that was shit. that was literally <laughs> like that was my only logic and yeah. then and then you train for a lot and then you realise that the gym's actually teaching you lessons for life of delayed gratification and fucking hard work and all that sort of stuff that stuff comes later yeah but a lot of people get into the gym yeah for those exact I, reasons yeah. is, is that why people take protein you think as well is that one of your biggest sales or is it majority for people to heal and Things like that. Oh, well, the only way you're going to get bigger muscles is recovery. Mm. So if you're going to, most people are going to buy yeah. stuff to aid recovery. Yeah. Hmm. I've yeah. gone to the gym for the wrong reasons then. I've got, to, I've got to change my whole mentality. Just do bicep curls. Bicep curls. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm doing wrong. It's all like my body, in it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Chicken legs going. Bro, I, I didn't train legs for like three years when I first started. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. <laughs> Ours Ugh. is just all legs, all legs and core. That's Sick. all we work out. Yeah, because it's got to stand for so long, so... I'm fucking gonna change my whole workout plan. Can you give me the uh, workout plan for the uh, summer blood, mate? Yeah, Good. I'll give you. I'll yeah, give you the sweet. Yeah, give you a magic program. But yeah, to to, <laughs> to go back to the point I was gonna make um, about like habit forming and routines and shit like that. People fuck it up because they try and do everything at once. Yeah, that, that's like I, I've I've like fallen off the horse fucking whole bunch of times, and every time I try and get back on and stack on all ten things that I had built up, it goes to shit after a week or two weeks. Yeah. So like. And that's partly what that poster wrote the other week was about is like, just start with one. Just turn going for a walk every day yeah. into a habit. Sweet. That's down. Cool. Okay. Can I can I sort my food out a little bit? Yeah. Cool. Good. So, sort your food out. And like just like just baby step it. Cause like I don't I don't think we're built fucking no. to change ten things at once at all. No, and that's what and that's where I learned this make the bed thing. So a lot of jobs that we used to do, we used to get PMCs, which were private military contractors as our security for like going to some 
places that were either like in, especially in Azerbaijan and things like that, which were kind of under, um, not civil war at the time, but they had border wars and they were just split from the ex-Soviet Union, things like that. So we had PMCs everywhere. And I met this one one contractor, security contractor, and he was, I think it was ex-Marine or ex-something in, in the American army scary fucking dude but like super lovely and um he just said that like he have never had a routine in his life until he joined the military yeah all he did from like because he knew he was going to go into the military and they had routine and he wanted to learn it all he did to start was just make his bed that's all he did just that was his routine everything else in the day could go to shit and he could just kind of plot along but if he made his bed He'd make his bed. So he did that for a little while. And then that turned into another little step after yeah. that. Another step. Because he just said, as soon as you wake up, you make your bed, you start a routine. Yeah, 100%. And you can add to it. And so I, when I learned from that, I, I kind of yeah, kind of took that mentality. So true, me. man. Yeah. So just, true. It just has to be that small thing. Just pull those covers up and boom, you've done something yeah. you were planning on doing every day. Totally agree. Sick. All right. Have we got any random list of questions? You don't. We didn't put a thing up. Random questions? There's always random questions. If, if you have any random questions, oh. please shoot. Uh, random <laughs> questions. Or, and they're probably not thing that you want to explain to me. Does Jeremy have any random questions for us? Uh, random questions for you guys. Yeah, I probably do. I have random questions for everybody. Uh, <clears throat> I thought you get something out. I thought you <laughs> yeah. had it written down. Uh, <laughs> no way. If I'm not getting paid for it. I'm not writing it down. <laughs> uh, let's see random question um, alright let's uh, let's go into let's go to lockdown so say say we keep going through this whole pandemic hmm. everybody gets vaccinated and if you look at kind of you read into the vaccinations that we're still going to be able to catch it yep uh, once you're vaccinated do you see a point in lockdowns now no why oh, okay Sorry, do I see a point in the lockdowns now? Mm-hmm. If that's the question. If, if even when we are fully vaccinated, we're still going to catch it and potentially die from COVID, it just decreases that chance of dying. Do you see it as a point of a lockdown now? As we're not all vaccinated. So you're saying hypothetically, if we reach a point where everyone's going to be vaccinated, yeah, over eighty percent or whatever it is, but, but we can, but you can also catch it, still catch it, and that's what Transmit it says it. on your Astra and, and Pfizer yeah. form that you're yeah. still going to catch yeah. it. Do you see that there's a point of a lockdown right now? Do you think that's more detrimental to the to us? Well, it depends. Like, if I can give a long answer, I think whatever you want. This is yeah, your cool. podcast. No, I, I, I think the detriment of lockdown versus the lives that we're potentially saving from COVID does not balance at all like I, I don't think it weighs up in the slightest um yeah I've, I've been like quite vocal about it I intend to be a lot more vocal about it um and I was talking to one of the guys the other day about it and it's like whether um you know whether you go the conspiracy route and you think it's malevolence that's causing lockdowns that is like it, it, someone the government has ill intentions or say, for example, it is incompetence and it's it's a failed risk assessment of the life saved from COVID versus the overall detriment of lockdowns. If it's either one of those things, it's still not good enough and it needs to change. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, I don't, I don't think lockdowns are doing much good. <clears throat> so I lost my train of thought there. Swanee? I see it in two different ways. I think, 
I understand the narrative of we've got to lock down and vaccinate people to soften the blow for the people that are more susceptible for it. I get that 100%, that's fine, whatever. But if that was the government's thinking for health, then A, they would have done the same thing in 2016 when we had the worst flu season that actually killed more people than COVID has. And versus like the ratio of contraction versus death is far higher than what COVID was. And there was no lockdown, no mandatory vaccine for that. Same thing, you could look at it like skin cancer in Australia, which you could almost say is like a pandemic in Australia. Like Australia's skin cancer is something that's like pretty prevalent in Australian culture versus like anywhere else in the world, right? There's no mandatory thing against that. Like the government's coming out of saying, we're doing this for your health. There's a million other issues out there that they could have already had that thing happen. That's to, yeah, towards. they could have that sense on fucking obesity. They yeah. could have that alcohol, alcohol, right. cigarettes. alcohol cigarettes. And there's no um come on brain. You've got this. It just seems like COVID's getting used as a catalyst for other stuff, is what I think. Um and the the point I was jump back in whenever you remember. But the the point I was gonna make is I read this quote the other day, I can't remember who it was by, but it was a, um, an issue we have with policy is we judge it by its intentions, not by its results. So it's like, say, for example, someone's like, we're going to lock down and it's going to save all these lives. That sounds terrific. Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck yeah, we're going to save people. That's mad. Mm. But say if the actuality of it hasn't been considered and it's actually doing more harm than good, then that needs to be reconsidered. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, there's, there's other levels as well. It's like, so to go back to the malevolence, it's... Like there's so many doctors getting silenced, cancelled, losing their licenses right now for speaking out against what's happening. Mm. And there's like the, the, the big one that everyone knows the name of is ivermectin. But there's a whole fuckload of these drugs out there at the moment. The doctors are saying like, no, rather than us trying to vaccinate to somewhat protect people, yeah. there's, there's actual treatments we can use that have a very high success rate of reducing people's need to go to hospital. So you yeah. catch COVID, early treatment with this. these yeah. drugs can... And, and the, the the other side of the argument is like that could incredibly reduce the, what's it called, the, the inrush on the health system. Yeah. And like, I guess my gripe with it is like, okay, why are we not considering that? Like, why do we only seem to have this like very singular direction yeah. approach? I mean, that, that's what's happened through throughout time though, isn't it? Like if you look way, way, way back... Back when, you know, religion, Catholicism was so big anyway in the world, people like scientists and philosophers came out with these ideas that, no, the world's round. Yeah. And, oh, no, God didn't create the universe. Same thing, government, church came through and swooped and killed those people or got rid of them because of their ideologies. And it's always going to be that same kind of government, like, come through and, and squash what doesn't meet up with their ideologies or their policies. Yeah. But I also, I like, I, I'm not going to get into it because it's, uh, I'm not educated enough to be able to talk to it, but people should probably look at the policies that have been passed during COVID that haven't been spoken about. Like the fucking, what's the one where they can look at your internet? Well, I'm sure. not getting it. I don't, I don't know what it's called. And I, I haven't, I haven't read it because yeah. it's probably one of the things, but there's been so many policies that have passed in the last 12 months that would never, ever have got passed through. Mm because of COVID. Yeah. And now that we live with every day that people don't even know about. Mm. But they've all been they've all got the banner of COVID and when a COVID policy comes exactly, into place. That's exactly right. There's a lot of, and like so you know, I've you know I had a I'm very lucky to have some friends in some different places that have kind of said, Hey, you know what this means and they've shown me things from different articles. But 
Yeah, I, I just tell you to go and do a little... Don't just listen to the guys on on social media. Maybe do some actual policy re, like reviews and actually read documents that have been passed through, signed off, and now implemented because they're, they're more worrying than any other shit you'll read in, in, in on the internet. Yeah, copy. Mm. So that's, that's why I was just saying maybe you see what, what COVID has actually brought into society rather than just a disease. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. And like, like whether it's a naturally occurring thing, whether it was a fucking lab leak, whether it was a fucking bad bat suit, some some dude just what, fucked fu- the bat, fu- fucking whatever. That that's what I'm that's what I'm sort of saying is like yeah. it seems like it's a catalyst for, uh, and like whether it's naturally occurring or manufactured, matters not because no. what matters is the things that it's opened the door yeah. to happen, and it's like those things. Like if you tried to pass that when there was no worldwide pandemic and need to Never justify these powers, not a fucking chance it would have happened. Mm. Not a chance. No. Yeah. All right, one more question for you before we go. I was watching something on, on a, a channel the other night about fat phobia and how we're supposed to... It was on uh, SPS. I don't know if you... No? Never. So it was about fat phobia and like what do we really think. What is your thoughts on this fat phobia and making it more acceptable to be a plus size person compared to be and like the health benefits of actually being fat compared to not being fat the health benefits of being fat well if you the documentary was leaning towards like they can be fat and very healthy and I don't give a shit if people are fat but I don't like the whole you're a piece of shit that you don't find fat people attractive and stuff like that you, you have you no, no, no. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Like, do you think that it's it's something that... Do you think they're wrong? Like, being fat is wrong? Or do you think, like, it, we have to just learn to accept that you could be 180 kilos and still super healthy? I don't and, know. And I, I don't think people do. personally need to have an opinion on other people's body. People mm. are going to look at Jack dudes that go to the gym all the time and say, that's unhealthy and all that sort of stuff. I get that fat people don't need people saying, hey, you're unhealthy and all that sort of stuff. Like, I don't give a shit about that. But when it comes to, like, you're a piece of shit for not finding, like, plus-size women attractive and stuff, that really pisses me off. You misogynistic fuck. Yeah. God, I... I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Look. Who is it, deep? I think you would be very, 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 very fucking hard-pressed to find a dude that's... Uh, we're not talking, like, fucking strong men that are 180 kilos and jacked your shit. No. We're talking obese people... If you're weighing in a buck one at a buck eighty, don't talk shit to me that you're healthy. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't fucking come up in here and say you're healthy. Bullshit. Like, like okay. Then this is the issue. They they grab. They found one person. They found an anomaly that all these fucking health markers are sweet. And he's a buck eighty, and they're using him as the token boy. As the fucking look, look, it's healthy. You fucking mm. insensitive pricks. No, it's it, it's fucking not. Yeah. And like, if, if you were to look at like healthcare stats, you look at who COVID's killing. Apart from the old, it's the fat people. It's like if, if, if you are unhealthy, you're more likely to die from COVID. Mm. And it's something like I think it's eighty percent of Australia people in ICU with COVID obese. So that that's one point. Like me, if if someone makes personal decisions or doesn't make personal decisions and they end up being big, I don't care, bro. That's cool. It's a you thing. I don't mind. Like I'm not gonna give you shit for it. I'm gonna talk to you like I've got plenty of bigger friends. It doesn't change how I look at someone, sort of thing. But I think pressing it as a, a healthy narrative is wrong. Um, I think okay, use the example. So if you are use me, what I know when I am 
disciplined, ticking my boxes, exercising regularly, eating good food, I feel happier, my fucking self-esteem is better, my self-confidence is better, and someone says you're a fucking narcissistic prick for, living, for looking the way you do, it's water off a duck's back. I'm like, whatever, bro, cool. Because doing, doing the things, ticking the boxes that you're meant to do usually will increase confidence and self-esteem. Now, if you are a product of, don't even talk overweight, if you're a product of lack of discipline, unhealthy, not exercising, not moving much, blaming the world, there's a pretty, you don't even have to be fat for that. You quite typically will have dog shit self-esteem. Mm. And I think people with dog shit self-esteem is where all this political correctness comes from, like saying that's fat phobic because they want me to change because they don't feel happy about themselves. Mm. I think there's people that are unnecessarily discriminatory or assholes to fat people. I think those people are assholes. I think there's no need to do that. There's mm. no need to treat them any differently. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think usually when people are screaming that the world can cha- that the world needs to change to suit them when they haven't got their own shit together, mm. it's usually a them problem. Mm. Is my thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, that, I guess that that works a lot with with that kind of fat self-esteem kind of issues I think there's there's so many other things out there that are real issues compared to to that I think that's it's it's hard I I was watching it and kind of going oh they're fucking stupid like they're like no you're you're overweight it's your lifestyle that's your choice blah 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 and then um like some people, it is a mental health thing. They can't, they just can't get into that mental mind to, to lose weight and be healthy and whatever. And there's people out there who take that real easy shortcut way and get surgery to lose yeah. weight. And, and then they still keep that same mentality of eating unhealthy. And That's a like dangerous that. thing, man. Yeah. It, I just, I just, I saw it as just an excuse. And I think that's where I've always kind of not been able to find that more middle ground with them. Like it, it, the fucking harsh reality is, is like people have this expectation that life's meant to be fucking easy. Yeah. That, 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 that's this fucking weird fucked up mentality that we seem to have here. And it's like, oh, I can't do it because of this and this and this. And like, as harsh as it'll sound, no one's going to do it for you. So if you don't do it, that's going to continue. Yeah. Like, like that, that's just the reality. If you, if you don't get up and do your own shit, no one's going to do it for you and nothing's going to change. No. Nope. And then, and like, I feel for people that are in the fucking depths of depression and fucking out of shape and feel shit about it. But the, the fucking truth is no one does it for you. No one does it for you except you. So, like, the, the only way you can come out of that is to take a bit of action. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's just the unfortunate fucking reality. It's not even unfortunate. It's just the reality. Yeah. I, mean, I love my mum to death, but she's one of those people. She's taken, oh, I've tried every single diet there is. But nothing's worked. And, and then she went and got a part of her stomach removed. I don't know what yeah, that's yeah. called. Um, Anyway, gastro she, or something. Yeah, not, not, not a sleeve. Not, not a sleeve. Um, anyway, anyway, so her portion sorry, yeah. size is now smaller, yeah. and she has she lost a fuckload of weight, and it was looking really good and healthy. But like, I get upset with her because she's like, oh, "I've lost all this weight." I said, "Well, you didn't lose this yeah. weight. Yeah. It was medically aided that you lost this yeah. weight. Like, yeah. you gotta. I really think like I'll put on weight super fast. Like in the off season, man, I put on weight because I'm not riding and not training, and I'll yeah. put on like. 10 15 kilos and be yeah. fucking happy as hell yeah but then i realized oh shit like for us we lose weight and try and get to a good balance because our bikes are set up suspension wise yeah, and copy. everything for us to be able to ride well because we have to add like fuel and then the water you carry and things like that so our bikes are 
balance for us. I know what weight I have to stay throughout the season to be able to yeah. keep my bike. Otherwise, you got to take your bike out and change all sorts of things. Yeah. So like it is, it is a struggle to try and stay at a good weight. Like you know, you don't have a race for like two months. Oh, I'll go get ice cream or yeah. smash some pizzas and shit like that. But you've just got to keep that mentality. Or and then as soon as race season's over in November, when our last race done, wow, double pizzas like <laughs> oh, straight on, bro, <laughs> bro. When I submit this fucking scan in December for this comp. I'm going to go and destroy myself yeah. as soon as that scan's <laughs> over, man. I'm going to eat fucking yeah. so many pizzas, all the Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to rip the fuck into it. Just a bath full of 100%. regret. Yeah. 100%. 100%. But I think, yeah, I, I, it was just interesting watching. So for for fitness people like yourselves, I just didn't know what... what your take on all the whole thing man. Was- and it's, 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 it's like it's like it's like it's like if you, if you do the right things long enough you end up with a physique if you do the wrong things for long enough you end up with a certain physique but it's actually it's it's actually the act of doing the things is what creates the confidence so like there's plenty of people I know that are like still bigger than what they want to be but because they're fucking getting in the gym training every day they're eating the right foods and they're mapping towards something they're fucking so confident. You mm. know what I mean? It's, it's not. It's not the physique that makes you confident. It's it's doing the things that makes oh, you confident. Yeah. But yeah, I um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think, fucking. Yeah, I don't know. I think um. I think it's a bit rich complaining about fat phobia when there's. You could go either way with it. Go the fucking there's the biggest worldwide pandemic on, or go the way of we're losing our freedoms here in Australia. Yeah. Bit by bit. Let's secure the freedoms secure the health of the country and then we can fucking talk about fat fabric and show that later I guess there's always going to be issues though like that like if you look about like we had LGBTQI plus or whatever the thing is the, now. Al- the, got, al- the alphabet mafia yeah, we, got, we got those issues which is is, a, is another whole kettle of fish of, of yeah. conversation we've got the fat ones we've got the race ones which is still a massive issue we've got all these little subcultural issues mm. that I think is always going to be prevalent and always going to flare up and obviously this fat phobia one is flaring up because we're coming into summer too where people want to feel confident going out and you know expressing how they feel or how they that's look. cool yeah, and that's, don't expect me to fuck you no like, don't expect me to want to fuck you that's the thing i have a fucking issue with is that i've had this conversation with a few people they're fucking oh, god me. i love you that was, that was <laughs> anyway guys thanks for tra- thanks for tuning in <laughs> thanks for tuning in to the whole pretty much that's out of this thing sorry you're not getting fucked please, please submit your dexa scan to swanny's mailbox <laughs> and then he'll get back to you please step on this <laughs> all complaints please address to one string yeah, we you, you do that do that <laughs> Yeah, well, no, yeah, that's, but I mean, it's, I think, uh, you know, the physical appearance is always going to be what determines what Swanee's going to fuck, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck race, that, fuck race that, gender, that, kind of body type. No, 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 no like, that. humans, right, <laughs> humans are the only fucking thing on earth hmm. that makes a fucking issue about this. I now, just, I was reading yeah. Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life the other day, and the lobster that's the biggest and the jackedest and fucks up all the other male lobsters... He gets his like he, he does all the mating. He does ninety percent of the mating because in nature it's survival of the fittest. Mm. The lady lobster wants the lobster that can protect and provide, mm. and the male lobster wants to fucking find the most healthy yeah. female. Like, like it's 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 a primitive drive. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like to peacocks like, kind of thing, you know, the peacock. Oh, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, like, like we're we're, we're the only the we're the only thing on earth. Peacock. We're the only thing on earth that fucking kicks up. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, female it, foxes, they get them with the alpha male fox. You yeah. don't get, you don't really get fat guys complaining that no one wants to fuck them. Oh, I think you do. Oh, you think, yeah, that's... As yeah. vocal, no, okay. So the only reason I say that is, 
I've had this conversation in the past with a friend who's a good friend of mine, but she's the type of chick that grows out of armpit hairs and all that sort of stuff and advocates for someone you all wouldn't that fuck, sort of obviously. There's exactly, no I absolutely would not because I'm shallow. But <laughs> the whole argument was I'm sorry, Lyle. and it, the whole thing was like a bar setting and stuff. And she, this was ages and ages and ages ago, like maybe eighteen months ago. And she was like trying to point out girls for me to go talk to at a bar, but she was pointing out all the, like you know the ones that. I'm too shallow to go talk to, right? I'm saying this for shock value, and I can see it on Lyle's face. This is <laughs> this is a hole. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever had those we're moments where you're in a hole? We're in a hole. This is why I'm not getting into politics. This is this is what happened last podcast. I think when we all sat down together, but there was no. more whiskey involved, all I'm, all and I'm, you were naming the girls you weren't gonna fuck. <laughs> all I'm Drop saying the episode. Is, all I'm saying is I hate it when like the whole fat thing is. It only becomes an issue when the person makes it everyone else's issue and not their own. But I mean, I agree with that. Is there a whole subculture of men though that blame women? Oh, absolutely. Incels? Is it in? What's yeah. one? I haven't heard of that. Incels? Heard. No. Fuck, man. Bro, Incels they're the scarier like, ones. They're the what's ones that's an incel. Incels um, are the guys that don't get any attention from women, blame women, and they end up like committing fucking crimes against women. So, so that, uh, that, that yeah, killing yeah, in the yeah, UK, yeah. The, the, the mass shooting in the UK the other day was from an. I think it's incel. incel. They're like proud online to be incels, too. Yeah. They call yeah. everyone Brad's and. Um, Chad's? Oh no, Chad's and um, something else. They're. they're I, I literally, I, literally I, I didn't know there was a term for it, but I know like the type. That involuntary you're celibate. Yeah. That's what they are. Incels. They're involuntary celibates. They blame women for not wanting to mate with them because they believe it's their right to have, have women sex come at they, any point yeah. in their life. They want well, sex. Women should just. And so that's what. Look, t- take away the fucking violence part. Obviously, that's next level. But that's the same as. People that Swanee wouldn't fuck, <laughs> screaming, saying that all men are pigs because they no, won't get it. with them. No, that, and that's it, what, it's, that's it's what the I'm equivalent. Saying. Yeah, yeah 100%. Like, saying, oh, it's only women. I'm like, no, no, men, men are we're just full of violence. I mean, there was that mass shooting what in 2012, I think it was in America. That young kid went and just like slayed a whole bunch of people mm. because he believed it was their right on this campus that he got to just fuck anything that moved and he blamed guys he was killing guys too because he was like they're the attractive ones take they're the ones that are stopping oh me from getting laid yeah. so no, honestly if you want to dive into a horrible world which I, for some reason I like it's uh, incels it's a, it's a real real subcategory of people that are just pieces of shit yeah man they oh, sound like absolute it's fucking it's like there's a whole psychology behind it cause mm. like I used to have mates when like we'd be sitting there and they'd be like a chick would walk in and she'd be with a guy and they'd be like, why the fuck is this chick with this guy? Yeah. Like, and start, like, you'd be like, what the fuck? I don't know, bro. He's a shit. nice like, dude. Fuck. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But they'd like, like full, like full carry on like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like that it. whole, she's out of my league kind of mentality. It's like, oh, she's not, I'll never be good for her. Well, just have a chat to her. Like, yeah. Just have a chat. Like, oh. Yeah. That's, that's scary, man. There's like, and like. Plus don't treat it like a piece of fucking meat. Yeah, saying like, she's not a piece of meat. You're a piece of meat for her. That's how you should look at it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just goes to show, man. Like being a piece of shit isn't fucking gender, race, age, or anything specific. There's just no. fucking pieces of shit out there. You can be a piece of shit for sexism, racism, religion. It doesn't matter what you are. You can be a piece of shit for any of it. Mm. Just be better. Fucking incels.
Fucking incels. Check Fucking it out. Incels. Yeah, check it out. A, I only I only got onto them uh, a few years ago when I was watching some documentary about um, like these hate groups that have been coming up. And yeah. So incels are now they're almost become a terrorist group now in the UK because they've just done so many violent things. And so, so do you reckon it's like a spectrum on one end it's incels and then the other end's cucks? So what's a cuck? Cuck, yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> I've said too much on this podcast. No, 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 no Swanee, you're in the hole. We're at least, okay, all right, we're at least right, surface right. level. You're fucking so, hell. So, like, um, it, like, the term that dude's a cuck would come from the term cuckolding. Mm. Have you heard that? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, like, that's the theory behind that. And then they say that, like, you know, cucks turn into, like, a very beta mentality and... Things like, I suppose they're not really. No, like oh, a simp. Spectrum. We heard of a simp. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's is a whole, is it a yeah, that's same a whole thing. different thing. If there's like LGBTQ, like gay people, all the way to like gender fluid, then there's the other side of the spectrum where it's like incels to like cucks to like fucking simps. They're all yeah. The I mean, the same I, group yeah, yeah. I don't think that's like. Yeah, I guess you could say. Well, how do you identify as a straight male? Um, definitely not an incel, but. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kind respectful of, yeah respectful <laughs> but lonely <laughs> <laughs> respectful but shallow <laughs> there we go that's how we're gonna yeah that's your title from now on that's your, uh, your thing it's been, it's been the theme in the whole podcast There's yeah nothing new Swanny <laughs> Swanny is a piece of shit <sighs> but yeah there we go yeah no it's um it's a worry shit like that hey oh absolutely yeah it's terrifying but like I guess it's it's just one of those things where there's always been some kind of you know extremist group doing something and yeah there always will be yeah, yeah. Just, just one of those things where it's you see how you see how they'd like fucking recruit dudes as well because oh, like, there's, there's no shortage of dudes fucking yeah. with the shits so they can't get chicks yeah no no and like a lot, like a lot of it is, is just just right wing stuff that's that's pretty much where it comes from do you reckon incels right wing would you call it oh, right wing absolutely yeah, yeah if, you, if, you, if you start reading some of like the defamations and things that they've released before they've gone and done horrific acts New Zealand killer the guy who he went over and killed all those Muslims and stuff he was an incel too he believed in that whole process and this is the thing when they release these like fucking hundred page fucking manifesto yeah you read through some of it and it's fucking terrifying what they've labelled what they've like agreed with what they've aligned their beliefs with for some weird reason you go oh look if you if you get into this subcategory of people you can see how they move to this one and they move to this one and then yeah 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 and that that, look at the look at the Donald Trump fucking protest how many subcategories were in the the storming of Washington how many groups it wasn't just one Donald Trump group if you actually look through and like who was in there there was like the the QAnons the, the, have you seen the the QAnons yeah uh, I, I, I heard the term I didn't yeah. they were in there you got the the Proud Boys if you've seen the Proud Boys I've heard of the Proud Boys I've yeah. watched a few videos of Proud Boys yeah. and Antifa fighting and yeah Proud Boys were in there there were the Boogaloo Boys have you heard about them no <laughs> yeah the Boogaloo Boys they're pretty terrifying they're, they're armed they're an armed white supremacist style group that wear Hawaiian shirts who believe they're doing wrong. That was oh, the that was the, that. one of the American kids who wore a Hawaiian shirt and shot one of the black Americans on his street. That was uh, during the whole riot stuff. So he was a boogaloo boy. He was a part of the riots. Like there's all these categories which feed off each other and then blend into this one big right wing yeah. group. And that's where all these beliefs and ideologies come from. It's not just 
this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy here. They all come together and merge. And the majority of the people that were actually storming the building weren't just straight white Donald Trump supporters. They had different affiliations. My understanding, and it's fucking purely just like from people I listen to, was that that shit at the Capitol was infiltrated by one of the Antifa people. Oh, yeah. And then he got in and revved everyone yeah. up. And then, yeah. as we know, people are fucking retards in groups. Mm-hmm. And then, then he instigated it. Yeah, that's what it was. But, like, it's... I don't know. Like, it's... Like, I think any kind of extremism is bad. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, white supremacy is a pretty fucking evil concept. Like, it always has been. And then, but, like... Man, like... Because, like... How would you say? Like, I guess my ideology isn't. I guess I like I like lean right, but it's nowhere near the end of the fucking extremist spectrum. Yeah. But like, and then you've got but like groups like Antifa and that. They're oh, yeah. they're just as fucking bad. And it's like it's like I don't know. It's like, fuck. I don't know. It's it's weird that it's like left and right wing extremism. Like we couldn't just class them as extremists that are doing damage. But I suppose they recruit from that side of the yeah. Better say that with religion. Know. Look at religion. The same thing. You know, there's there's extremists in religion who have Man. their beliefs and they just take it to the next level. Which is, mm. but not all everyone believes in that kind of thing. So yeah. it's you know re- politics and religion is always going to create the worst yeah. extremists. Hundred percent. Totally agree. Sick. Yeah. What a way to end the podcast. What a way. On a, on a light note. On a light note. <laughs> on a light note, 21, fuck you. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> okay, that was a journey.